And happy Purim to him, too. Ah, I'm sure he's got dreidels spinning everywhere. No, dreidels aren't on Purim. Oh. Wrong holiday. Homentaschen. You better get your stuff straightened out, mister. Why do I hear that echo? That's bad. Do you hear that? Uh, no. What is that all about? How come we're getting the echo in here, boys? Boys. Boys. You hear it? No. I do. Real bad. How's that all about? Well, at any rate, uh, yeah, the home montage and the question is, do you eat the real good ones, the soft ones with the poppy seeds, or do you I, eat those I've little... I've never liked it. What? Home Get out of here. Nope. That's because you never had the real ones. We had now a dog. Our fraternity dog was named home Now that the uh, Villa Deli's out of business, you're probably not going to get them either. They have those little hard triangle ones that are like rocks. Yeah. Only the Orthodox, the Hasidim, like those. Yeah, never liked them. Because they got rocks for brains. So what's going on with you? I had a good weekend, by the way. So did I, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You know, I went there last night on a a spur-of-the-moment decision. I never, ever go on a Sunday. And I just sat around and thought, I have a feeling, you know. And sure enough, I got the hot machine, man. Although I I discovered the Jamaican women don't say machine. They say machine. It's a good machine. Yeah. But the men say machine, man. You got to get it right. A good machine. They have a lot of Jamaican women that uh, play in the slots Yeah, Yes, they do, as a matter of fact, and they're equally uh, annoying. I mean, you have no idea. You can't even begin to imagine. Neil, by the way, uh, just in your honor, yeah. I took a hammering at the uh, Seminole on, uh, over the weekend. Well, what are you going there for? Because uh, it's the only place you can play that's the wheel around here, man. No, that's, you're not playing the wheel. You know that. You're playing, I know, uh, but it's got, it's got the wheel. It drives me in. Oh, wheel my I ass, got, I, got, please. I got obliterated. Well, to get you upset, I got 1,500 on the wheel twice last night within about 20 minutes on the line. I don't like then that. I got 1,000 on the wheel. Uh, then I got 400. How do you like that? I'm not and then I went to the guy uh, next to me. His machine was hot. His machine, I, he left. I put in a few coins. I, got, I put in nine coins. The third play, I got a spin 400. I collected all my goodies and ran out of there. Oh. Good night. So whatever you lost, I made it and then some. Oh. Yeah, I, th- I had a, a very good weekend, actually. Well, good. It's about time. Yeah. Made a nice <laughs> score in the last race. Welcome to Gambling 101. This is us. Yeah. Now we got all this basketball The office pool on the date that we decide who's going to be on from 2 to 4. This is getting really ponderous. Don't you think it's a little bit, I mean, it's the middle of March already. Don't you think the excuses have already uh, worn out? Hey, you want to make sure you find the right person. Yeah, right. Well, what year is that going to happen? Yeah. Let's see, we got Bo and Bo and Gildy, and then we got the ball game on Thursday. Oh, oh what time are the Hurricanes on again, please? That was good. And then Gildy Friday. No Curtis two to four this week. Making a bad move there. Too much Gildy. <laughs> How about those Panthers? How about on the fire? Panthers, yeah. Panthers are on fire, and does anybody care? No. No, absolutely not. Are they going to make the playoffs? No. no. You know, a lot of those games that they blew, those uh, that they lost in the last seconds early in the season, remember they were doing that every day? Yeah. They're going to wish they would have had some of those points that they blew uh, when come uh, the end of the season. Do you know that the playoffs, if they go all the way through, they're going to end in July, the Stanley Cup playoffs in July? Well, who the hell wants to see hockey in July? And, of course, in South Florida, who wants to see it in March? Or baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm taking a poll on your Marlins today. I know you're a big fan. Yeah. The over-under on Marlins for wins this year is 62. Get out of here. That's it. Well, that having been said, you want to hear my poll? Sure. 
Will you go to any Marlins games this season? We do this every year because uh, every year there seems to be another crisis. Maybe a couple, 118. I'll pack them sandwiches move already, 116. No, they screwed the fans again, 96. I hate baseball, no, 63. I'm not looking too good so far. Yes, I'll go to several games, 25. I hate this pool, 12. And season ticket holder, 8 out of 439. So you put the negatories together and you got overwhelming, like about 75%. I mean, I don't think there will be, even though we used to have a guy that said, you don't, you don't want to live in a top major league guy in a place without major league baseball. We do. But we do, and we have minor league baseball calling itself. And, of course, long before there were any Marlins, we got along just fine somehow. I don't know, long before he came and infected the town. But uh, we were doing just fine. (laughs) What? I didn't well, start no, it. Isn't that true? I didn't start it today. It's got nothing to do with start. It's got to do with the conversation about the Marlins. He's the only one I used to th- that I ever heard say that. You don't want to live in a, in a market that doesn't have Major League Baseball. And, of course, the obvious question is why? Why? Well, you just don't. There's That's no like, actual you know, guard. You in know the, what? Uh, Los Angeles gets along very well without a football team. Yeah. They survive. Somehow somewhere. there is life so without those Alaska. things. So does Dubuque. Uh, where the hell is Dubuque? Well, I don't know if they get along there or not. So does Des Moines, Iowa. So does Omaha, Nebraska. They get along just fine. They ain't got any of that stuff. They have the College World they Series. They don't even have the racetrack anymore. Axarban. Yep. But leave it. Leave it to Nebraska to name a racetrack with the name of the state backwards. What a. <laughs> yeah, Axarban. I mean, all these places you're mentioned, I'm not sure I want to... You're not exactly making a case for no baseball. What do you mean by that? Well, well, Pitt, who wants well, to Pittsburgh, go to Dubuque? Pittsburgh's got, Pittsburgh's got Major League Baseball. Do you want to go there? No. I rest my case. Well, you, if you're going to say you can live without baseball, find a place that doesn't have one that you'd want to live in. Well, we got the Blue Jays. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it counts anymore. Well, Las Vegas doesn't have baseball. There I can live go. there. There you go. Reno doesn't have it. Right. Tahoe doesn't have exactly. it. Exactly. Woodbine doesn't have it. What? What are you laughing about? They're That's the moment. beast laughing. Oh, I, I could tell. I know. He's smirking as he's trying to cover up the fact. Now, how much did you lose? Do you want to give us a dollar amount? I don't want to talk about it. Come on. Just give us a dollar amount. Was it was it three figures or four? Oh no no no! Come on, I'm not like you, man. Three figures. Oh, what the hell is that? Well, that's not gambling. That's diddling around. You're yeah, probably but... paying. You're probably paying the quarters. You'd love Woodbine, man. They got a whole bunch of nickel and penny. Uh, and I, I hate to break up this GA meeting. Yeah. But I, did they tell you I gotta do tape some interviews this they morning? They didn't tell me that. Oh. I'm getting the old brush off here today. He's got to do some interview. You're the last interviews. person I would brush some, off. But... Some Jewish athletes. <laughs> Yeah, some, of the, some of those Jewish jockeys like Gary Cohen and David Cohen. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's Jewish athletes, it'll be a short subject. No, Jewish jockeys. That's a short subject. Now, how come there's like a whole bunch of Jewish harness racing drivers, but there's no Jewish jockeys other than David Cohen? Yeah. Can you name me another one ever? Walter Blum. Walter Blum, very good. Who was a, uh, isn't he dead? He was a No, judge. Walter's alive. He's a judge. Is he still a judge? No, he's retired, uh, but he's probably just as well. He's playing a little good golf job. these days. Well, listen, go do your interviews because I got a lot of uh, fish to fry here today. Okay. Happy Purim. Happy a Purim. A lot of homentation to eat. Where's the tape of the lady? Happy Purim. I got it here. I'm, I'm starting okay. the show with it. Don't like, uh, you know, right. try to upstage okay. me here already. I'll, Sorry. I'll play it for you next time. All right. I hope. Please. Happy Purim. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't miss See ya. It. You too. 
We'll be coming down to Savannah upon St. Patty's Day. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. But Gora, what is this I hear? This crying ballyhoo. There's a bunch of queers again this year who say that Irish too. Oh, God loves the Irish, unless of course you're gay. If you are, you won't be marching upon St. Patty's Day. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum, sure, and that's okay, but you can't be Irish if you're gay. The order of Hibernians, those eminences grey, have delivered this pronouncement upon the blessed day. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. But you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. How come loves the Irish as long as men are men? Except perhaps the leprechauns, we've never been sure of them. You can be stinking drunk and hurling chunks, we'll laugh it all away. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. No, you can't be Irish if you're gay. Don't even try being Irish if you're gay. All right. 10.08 at 5.60 WQM. What time does the uh, hurricane game start? Boy, that was uh, some kind right. of week last week. Right. Really good for the ratings, not. But who cares? Right. I mean, if we have to choose between the ratings and uh, getting... Right. We'll slack it. Oh, speaking of that, they're killing a man like crazy in Iraq. Here's more good news from over there. Iraqi bloodshed. shed. What is it? I better not have to dump myself again right at the beginning of the show like last week. Remember that on Friday? That's right. Blood I was talking shed about how many bucks you save over there. It uh, right. didn't come out bucks. Irish, uh, well, let's see. Irish uh, Iraqis are dying like crazy. Iraq suffered one of its worst days of bloodshed this year. 62 people were killed, at least 250 wounded many of them in a six-car bomb attack on a Baghdad Shiite neighborhood, sparking fresh fears of sectarian violence. Fresh fears. The bloodletting came as Iraqi politicians rushed forward the opening of their parliament to Thursday in a bid to foil extremist efforts to exploit the political vacuum and further inflame communal tensions between the majority Shiites and the historically dominant Sunnis. They're historically dominant. In other words, they're the top, and right. the Shiites are the bottom, or at least they have been. It's a, a civil war, baby, and it always has been. I, I read one good article. I remember who wrote it about the fact that it's, always, it's no different now than it ever was, except that there's nobody keeping them under wraps like Saddam was doing all those years. Right. So they've just gone nuts and they're killing them, just looting and burning and going crazy. It's a picnic without the ants. And senior Iraqi officials yesterday confirmed for the first time that death squads composed of government employees had operated illegally from inside two government ministries. Death squads from inside the government. You follow that? Uh-huh. The death squads we have captured are in the Defense and Interior Ministries. Minister of Interior Bayan Jabber said during a joint news conference with the Minister of Defense, there are people who, are infil- who have infiltrated the Army and Interior. That's Prime Minister Jibber Jabber. Here's the poll from over the weekend. They didn't like it. Too bad. A TV show past or present that you love but would never admit to it publicly. 1,763 votes in spite of the fact they didn't like it. I hate this poll, 376. See, they hate it. Whatever it is, they hate it. Hee Haw 176. That was Roy Clark, right? Right. We've already been through that. Yes. Golden Girls 102 with a bunch of old bags that look like Roy Clark. Andy Griffith Show 89. He's still alive. Brady Bunch 85. American Idol 78. Batman 77. The Partridge Family 76. I bet you the guy with the eyes voted several times on that. Any Soap Opera 73. Flipper 67. Flip your magic twanger, Sandy. Come on. Gomer Pyle, 65. The Real World. The Real World, 57. Queer as Folk, 44. Desperate Housewives, 44. Joe Millionaire, 33. The Waltons, 29. With the, what was his name? John Boy and his big mole. Right. 
Ellen 27, Oprah 25. They want Oprah to do a bunch of shows in, uh, uh, in Dubai now. Possible government misconduct in briefing a trial witness in the Musawi trial, and a judge is called a recess, and they'll probably have to like declare a mistrial and turn his ass loose again so we can start flying into a bunch of other buildings. Oprah 25, who the hell would watch that? Party of 5, 24, The O'Reilly Factor 24, My Favorite Martian 23. I love the way that Josh originally spelled that. It was really... Okay, moving along. <laughs> Twin Peaks 23, Dr. Phil 23, Dark Shadow. I mean, how could you spell Martian with... Anyway, Dark Shadows 21, The Courtship of Eddie's Father with 16, and we were just talking about Bill Bixby before that, and uh, there he is. My Favorite Martian in The Courtship of Eddie. How about uh, Ray, uh, what was his name, Walston? What about him? Dead. The Time Tunnel 16, Bonanza 15, they're all dead, aren't they? Is there anybody alive from that show? No. I don't think so. No. Anybody? Well, I don't know. Dan Blocker? Who, who played the dick, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? The Alpo guy. Canadian boy. Sorry. Lauren Green. Come on, the star Lauren, of the show. Lauren Green. Lauren Green. What's wrong with you, man? Uh, dead. Pernell Roberts. Pernell Roberts has been dead for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, what's his name? Michael Landon. Dead. dead. The, I guess uh, they didn't. it wasn't such a bonanza after all. The Apprentice 14, Are You Hot 12. Some very, very smoldering people on there. Oh, man. And it was on, what, about three weeks? Right. You're right. And you know something? I, I finally agree with you for once in your life. Lorenzo Lamas was in some flick that I was on the cable last night. I don't remember what it was. And I just saw him for like about two seconds, and I was so I was just pissed off. I was just angry to see. He's annoying. Objectionable, yeah. He really is, in spite of how good he used to look. But now that he doesn't even look even slightly good, he's making the band 11. The Rita Crosby Show at 10. And Road Rules 8. Rita Crosby can't speak when she's on MS. See, when they put her on the air, and you, you can't ask yourself the question, uh, how come nobody watches MSNBC? I think right there, just show a picture of that bitch, and that's the answer. Who would watch that? And then, of course, we find out that Chris Matthews is bought, paid for by uh, the right wing, which we already suspected all along. Tom Jicka, little Tommy, who forgot that it was my 30th anniversary this year on the year in Miami, but um, concocts a question here, and of course he claims that these Q&A in the Sunday uh, Sun Sentinel magazine are all for real. Here's the question from yesterday. Question. Could you tell me what happened to Greg Budell, signed S.P. and Davey? Answer from little Tommy. Last I heard from him, he was working in Alabama doing a radio talk show. He said he's honing his act on the road so that when Neil Rogers retires, he'll be ready to fill the void. I think he was only half kidding. See, I think that was Tommy's way of making up that question uh -huh. for the answer. Of like trying to trying to make amends for the uh, slight, for that grotesque slight on my 30th anniversary. This doesn't work for me. Neil Rogers. This is 560 Lazy. Absolutely. Have the decent pace off. Live in Chicago. Oprah. So what happened to Dave Chappelle? He's here today to talk about it. Please welcome Dave. What's happened, David? I'm glad you're here. Everybody wants to know, why'd you walk away from $50 million? I was partying too much. Explain. Uh, I was a little prostitute. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were on drugs. Yeah. You lost your mind. That's what I was thinking. You went into a mental institution. You're right. $50 million. I don't want the money. You are absolutely crazy. I'm insane. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to kill me. And just, and we'll be right back. 1017 at 560. WQM. We got Bo Camper today at uh, 2 o'clock. Old Camper Bo at 2. We still haven't figured out what we're going to do between 2 and 4. And here it is, the 13th of March. 
pretty uh, embarrassing, wouldn't you say? Not that we care, of course. We're not going to no, stick no. our nose in that, but two to four, we don't know. Almost wants to bring, make you want to bring back Mo. Almost. Bo again tomorrow, two to four. Then we got, like I said, Gildy on Wednesday and Friday and Thursday. We got Marlins baseball. Oh! We love the Marlins almost as much as we love the Hurricanes only last week. Only for one week. Solamente uno. What is week? Semana? No, that's See. not how I said. That's, that's how I right. said? That's right. So, oh, I see. I don't want to get carried away. Well, before we do the, I got two bad movies that I want to warn you people not to buy or watch or rent or steal. And they've been on my cable over and over and over again. And as a result, now the one, I watched the thing that was on yesterday because I'm still trying to figure out what it was all about. And I still can't figure that out. It's called Birth with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Now, you haven't seen it? No, I, I haven't. And it's about this bizarre, in fact, this bizarre kid is in both of these horrible movies. Really bizarre, strange, yeah. and annoying. And uh, he claims that uh, he's the reincarnation of her dead husband. And then, to save you the trouble of watching it, toward the end, he admits he's not the reincarnation of her dead husband. And then she kind of like is on her wedding day that this very ugly guy that she's getting married to. And you do see her boobies and uh, steamy sex scene in there where she's oh, moaning right. and groaning a lot. But other than that. Uh, and then she she comes, they're taking the pictures on the beach. They're getting married on the beach. And she wanders out and uh, is uh, in her wedding gown, and she's going into the water, in the uh, ocean. And the husband comes out and uh, grabs her, and, and they kind of wander off into the sunset. It's like, uh, what? Well, what did that mean? What was that all about? Does anybody know? No. No. So what did you watch after birth? That, that, I got news for her. I'd rather uh, I'd rather look at Afterbirth than look at that movie again. It was pathetic. And the other movie, which also contains the same obnoxious, annoying kid, is Godsend. Oh, my God. Talk about God-awful. With Robert De Niro and Rebecca Romine Stamos. Now, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'll, I think you got her boobies in there, too. She's naked as a jaybird. So, no, there no, you go. No, I'll no. see it. No, no. What? You don't want to see Rebecca? No, I do. She doesn't show her boobies in movies. I think so you're I think wrong. Well, they may right. not boobies, but she shows uh, plenty else. Okay, there's enough flesh in there. Very glimpsy, very like by the from the well, side, something over you it. Mean, you get you the know. general drift of where it's at. They're not hanging down by her knees. Anyway, uh, Robert De Niro, who we were saying before the show, makes an awful lot of really bad movies. Uh huh. Because he just doesn't turn anything down. He just likes to work, I guess. And he made so many bad, bad movies. Yeah. But and including one of them, which uh, everybody says, oh, this is the best movie ever made. What was the movie about the uh, boxing movie? Oh, Raging Bull. Raging Bull Schmidt, yeah. Oh, God, was that awful. Although Joe Pesci was in it. So a lot of our crowd probably liked it because Joe Pesci was in it, swearing up a storm. Did you see it? I, I watched as much as I could stand. Right. How's that? About five minutes? Uh, maybe half of it. Just awful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Godsend is a thousand times worse than that. And it's just... Terrible. And it's about this uh, mad scientist, doctor, professor, which is De Niro, and they clone. These people, uh, the kid dies, and so he clones the kid, and uh, he comes back again. The same strange, annoying uh, spaceship-looking kid from uh, birth. And I don't think I ever watched the end of it because I couldn't get that far. I just, I just kind of wandered off like my mind was racing like any other direction. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else on, please? Here's today's poll, so don't forget, birth and godsend, avoid them like they have the plague. Right. Will you go to any Marlins games this season? Now, I don't want to get lumped in there because it was the John Henry crowd blamed me for their failures. Oh, it's that Neil Rogers. That's why nobody comes to our games. Right. And now the Humper, I think it's, isn't it, David Sampson, who uh, was blaming on the other station, he was blaming the... Uh... We did it! 
the humper for the fact that the Marlins can't get a stadium built and that nobody wants to go to the games anymore and all this other crap. Well, I tell you, I sure wish I had that clout. It's the humper's fault. Not the fact that you guys keep selling the fans out and keep having a fire sale and keep crying and threatening to leave. Oh, we're going to San Antonio. We're going over here. We're going to Vegas. We're going to Portland, Oregon. Go to hell. How's that? And a lot of people feel that way, too. When you go to any Marlin game of the season, 515 votes, maybe a couple, 139, maybe, baby. I'll pack them a sandwich, move already, 133. No, they screwed the fans again, 113, will not go, no. I hate baseball, no. So, so far, not, not looking really uh, positive. Yes, I'll go to several games, 29. <laughs> I hate this pull, 18, uh, 16. And season ticket holder, 9. Can you believe that? Out of 522 votes on the Marlin station... Nine season ticket holders. I think that's all of them, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the total. That would be a good poll to take one day. Who lies more about their attendance, the Panthers or the Marlins? Oh, there's, there's no question. What? Marlins? Um, no, I think it's the Panthers. Oh. I, I guess Alan Cohen figures that he's going to make a lot of money by giving away zillions of tickets and then counting them as tickets sold, and then most, most of those people don't show up anyway. If you're a Panther season ticket holder, you know what I'm talking about, all ten of you. They are just emailing you and sending you the snail mail and email and fast mail and, oh, my God, male and female. It's just uh, unbelievable. Please, please, if you show up, we'll give you like four. We'll give you like free food and we'll give you a hundred tickets next to you and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Ain't working too good. And they're hot as a pistol right now, but still nobody cares. Democratic senator will in introduce censure motion of Bush today. Oh! Russ Feingold, too bad he's Jewish. Happy Purim, Russ. Can you imagine if he would like change to be, if he would convert to born-again uh, Christianity? He'd, he'd be elected tomorrow. We'd move the election up. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Uh, no question. Senator Russ Feingold, Democrat of Wisconsin, speaking on ABC's This Week yesterday, declared that he'll introduce a censure motion against President Bush over the president's warrantless wiretapping program. He's going to introduce a censure motion today. Asked by George Stephanopoulos why he wasn't promising him, proposing impeachment, Feingold said he wanted to do what's best for the country. Well, in that case, it would have been impeachment. Feingold says Congress needs to stand up to the president. He declared that martial law wasn't declared on 9-11. Representative John Conyers of Michigan introduced a censure motion against Bush and Cheney earlier this year. The move received scant attention at the time. President Bush, meanwhile, plans to outline his case for Iraq today. But a beep, but a boop, but about things are going just swimmingly well. Oh, we're fine. The ones who are still alive. And who still have all their limbs and eyes and these things. Uh, well, that's I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read the Bush crap. More propaganda. Another he's a renewed attempt to try to like sell the peddler's crap to the American public. And overwhelmingly, they're saying, no, no we don't want it. We don't want to. No part of it. Maybe somebody can call in today and explain to me the um, what the, that movie meant, Birth with Nicole Kidman. I read the review on IMDb, and I just ripped it in ass. Rifted a major ass, and Godsend only got like 4.7 out of 10. They said, bad script, bad directing, bad acting, bad movie. It sucked, and they're right. And these are the kinds of movies they put on the cable over and over. Here's somebody faxes in Purnell Roberts. Alive? Get out of here. No way. What? Get out of here. I thought he was the first one to die. How do you like that? He was born May 18, 1928. He's 77. And this says copyright to 2006. Purnell Roberts played Adam on the TV series Bonanza and Crapper John on Tra Crapper John, M.D. I, I thought 
I thought he was the first one to go. Am I confusing? Maybe it was Dan Block who died, because they looked a lot alike. <laughs> huh? I was positive he was dead. Who's dead? Oh, what a good piece of news. Oh! Pernell Roberts is still alive. He was actually a pretty good-looking guy 100 years ago on Bonanza, compared to... And so was little Michael Landon, who was Jewish, I find out. That's right. Seen that thing in biography about 100 times. What a head of hair. Yeah. And what was that awful show that he wrote, The Little House on the Prairie? The Little Prairie. House on the Prairie. Right. Was awful. You fairy. Right. That, was a, that show was just fine. He was a good guy, Michael Landon. A little bit misunderstood, I guess. By and him. on that biography, wow, 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 they showed his whole family on biography, all his offspring, etc. And I thought to myself, uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. But nevertheless, we don't want to go there. Not on a Monday. Especially not during the week that we got Purim and St. Patty's Day all in the same week. This is Neil Rogers. Don't get started with that crap. This is Butch it up a little, sweetheart. Butch it up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... I know that yeah. the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. You do not belong in here, you damn crackhead. Go smoke your crack, please. And now, a word from the unborn child of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. pre-birth monologue from the unborn baby of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Speaking of uh, Jim Lampley, isn't that what his wife says, too? It's kind of hard to grab onto things. Oh, yeah. That's what she said. Oh, now, listen. Eric did a fine job, as usual, on our website. Remember the people were saying, well, can we get a, uh, listings of what's on the CD? Is yeah, it, that's yeah, yeah. So then we can go rip it off, yes. Well, if you go to the um, uh, store there, the uh, Neil Rogers store on our website, and you click on that link, and then right underneath the uh, picture of the CD, it says, click here for track listings. And this is like uh, Raceway Park and Hazel Park and Northville Downs. and No, it's, it's got all the uh, stuff. 
There you not go. Not that that's going to get you to buy it. And I'm really, uh, well, 15815 so far. Is that good? It's fine. You think we're going to do fifty grand for abandoned pet rescue? Yeah. You know, 30 years on the year, $20 isn't even a buck a year for free uh, entertainment that's and all right. this uh, aggravation. Pretty, pretty uh, bargain basement, if you ask me. I don't want to thank the guy that drove all the way down from Lantana so I wouldn't be shut out on Saturday. That was pretty damn white of him, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And he well, was from Lantana. was probably a white guy. Very white, very patient. Forty bucks George got on Saturday, and Josh Cordes got a hundred and forty. Did you say a hundred something? I don't, I don't really remember. He was drunk. Oh. I th- I think it was like one forty. Yeah. It was in the hundred. So anyway, we got fifteen thousand eight fifteen. You can go on our website, please, and do something. Or today we got two uh, van hits. See, that's another thing about this. Uh, this is a bad idea, Duff. A really bad, bad idea. Whoever, like, foisted this upon us this year, I didn't want any part of it. Because it's, it's a tune-out. I mean, people don't want to hear somebody on here begging for money. Van hit number one. And this is another one of these uh, setup deals. It's got nothing to do with us. The grand opening of Advanced Auto Parts, 3600 Northwest 25th Avenue, Miami. Registered win. Uh, $1,000 advanced auto parts shopping spree. There are no times on these, either one of these, by the way. 12 to 2. Right? 12, to huh? 12 to 2. Well, how come it doesn't say that on here? I'm, I'm sure that's an oversight. Oh. Noon to 2 is that one. And van uh, number 2, noon to 2, at the corner of Powerline and Sunrise between US-1 and I-95 at the Sunoco gas station. I didn't realize that Sunoco was still in business, did oh, you? Oh, yeah. They're around with their little arrow. They are? Yeah. Now, they still do that thing with the different grades, you know, where you're like, uh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, they got grade Z. I see. Don't say that. Quarter of Powerline and Sunrise from noon to two at the Sunoco. The CDs and commemorative T-shirts, 20 bucks a piece, benefit abandoned pet rescue in Fort Lauderdale. And it says, we'll be calling Josh at the end of every spot break with updates between noon and two. And we better go over 16,000 today. I'm going to be PO'd. I think we will. We can handle it. Now, let's see, Sean, Chronic Sean, who sent us these great poll ideas. There's three good ones on here. So I sent this originally the day when George was on the verge of heaving the fax machine through the control window. I'm not sure it went through. Well, what day? That could have been any day. Yeah. If so, put me down as a relentless nudge. P.S. It says, have you seen Under Suspicion with Morgan Freeman and Gene Hackman? No, I have not. Have you? I don't think so. Oh, it says, sure, neither are the thespian that Keanu Reeves is. But they managed to fumble through their lines on occasion. I've only seen uh, the middle uh, one hour on independent film channel, but it's pretty interesting, although critically panned. Freeman is the police commissioner of San uh, Juan, and Hackman is a rich connected lawyer who's been questioned as a witness to a string of sex murders of young girls. Definitely did not see it. Soon Freeman is putting the noose around Hackman. Even imper- Oh, yeah, I think I did see this, uh, parts of it anyway. Yes, sounds very familiar. As an observer and interrogator in Hackman's flashbacks, uh, yes. And it was uh, pretty interesting, I think, but a long time ago. Also, what is this? Nick Nolte, Timothy Hutton. Well, I don't understand this. Do you, Citizen X? No. Okay. Don't have any idea what that means. Okay, thanks a lot, I guess, Sean. I guess. Five six seven oh five sixty. Has anybody seen Birth and can explain the end of it to me, other than the fact that Nicole Kidman was naked and getting her brains uh, out? Okay. What? Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty. The Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, happy 31st year. Happy forum. Did you hear anything about the, where Greg Budell is? I just got through reading that in Alabama, yeah. No, no, no. Middays, 640 WJNA, Fort Lauderdale. Well, then Tom Jicka must have had a mistake because I just read the blurb. He's doing a talk show in Alabama, according to Tom. 
I just heard him Friday. Greg Budone, he's doing a talk show? No, it's, uh, it's an oldies, golden oldies station. Don't tell thing. me Tom Jicka made another bad mistake. Oh, my God. <laughs> just in yesterday's Sun Settle, in the Q&A thing, you know, he does in the, uh, in the TV book? He had a thing in there about how he's doing a talk show in Alabama, and he's uh, honing his skills so that when Neil Rogers retires, he can move in. You know, one thing about Tom Jicka. <laughs> so now, out of touch with the local scene. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the bad news. So Greg Budell is still on the air. And guess what, Greg? They still hate you like poison. Who's they? Everybody. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, um... Could you give me the name of that movie reviewer that panned Crash so I can never follow what he says ever? Chaim Schmendrick, I think it was. I don't remember the name, but uh, who uh, was it? He should be shot. Paper, uh, he should at least have his n uh, knees broken. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, that movie was not only entertaining. The only thing that it was hard for me was just so painful at certain moments. And, yeah. But, 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 the but pain, pain, painfully the honest. Response, the guy must be dead, yeah. you know? I just found it so powerful. I, I just can't believe somebody wouldn't, uh, you know, well, uh, probably be, some be petulant queen who's upset because of the fact that beat out broke ass mounting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Too bad. Not everybody can uh, can break an ass. Exactly. Okay. Good luck, okay. Pally. Yeah, now, you know, that's another thing I'm reading about. The gay community, whoever that is, of course, I guess they left me out. The gay community is up in arms over the fact that broke-ass mounting didn't get it, and oh. that it's, ho it's, it's because of homophobia. <laughs> not because Crash right. was a far superior movie, which it was, and broke-ass mounting was a piece of turd. Not because of that, because it was Hollywood's homophobia. Right. I mean, come on. Hollywood homophobic? I mean... Well, yeah, they are, but Seriously. that's beside the point. That's why they portray... Uh, about half you know. of them were gay and the other half Well, they Jews. are, but they're still self-hating like Miss Fudge, that kind of gay, you know. No, I understand that part of it, but that had nothing to do with this deal. I mean, it's just a bad movie. Can't you accept that? Can't you understand that? You failed. Get with it. Crash is sensational. Man, almost as good as Magnolia. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. The flagship station. I pulled the cover up over my head so I could breathe But your aroma's keeping me awake And even though I know you never shave under your arms I've been trying my best not complain Reminds me of my toilet drain But me your hair Wash your rectum, brush your teeth before you rectum. Buy some speed stick for your armpits. You're so stinky. You smell like cat pee on my sweater or a real wet Irish setter. I think I'm gonna send you a letter saying you're so stinky. <laughs> When I was driving, holding the air was clear Cause you smell like someone's vomit mixed with stale beer I 
guess I'm just feeling just a little bit tired of this. It's open nice perfume, you know it does exist. I don't have any blessings left to my name. An odor like moldy wood when it warps. Check your pulse, you smell like a corpse, but clean your hair and wash your rectum. Rectum. Brush your teeth before you wreck them. Tie some speed sticks for your armpits. You're so stinky. Smell like happy on my sweater. Hold a real wet yeah, I think that may be the only bit that's got that word. Rectum. And then other than that uh, hockey kid, the hockey hazing story about his rectum. Oh, yeah. Remember that? 1047 at 560 WQM. Night Ritter being sold for $4.5 billion. Anybody care? No. Including the Herald, of course. Maybe they'll fire a little very jackass. Newspaper owner Knight Ritter is being purchased by the McClatchy Company, capping months of speculation over the fate of the group. But some questions remain with the word that McClatchy will divest itself of a dozen of the Knight Ritter papers. According to a joint statement, the deal values Knight Ritter at $6.5 billion, or $67.25 a share in cash and stock. The total value includes $2 billion in assumed debt. Upon completion, the new McClancy would have 32 daily papers and 50 non-dailies after the planned sale of 12 Night Ritter papers, including the San Mer Jose Mercury News and the Philadelphia Inquirer. Among the Night Ritter papers, McClancy plans to sell are the Duluth News Tribune, the Grand Forks Herald, and the Aberdeen American News, so that's my favorite. The St. Paul Pioneer Press is being sold because of the anticipated antitrust concerns involving McClancy's Star Tribune of Minneapolis. The deal, subject to approval by Night Ritter shareholders, is seen closing in three to four months. McClancy says upon circulation... Its dailies would have a combined daily circulation of more than 3 million, making it the nation's second largest newspaper firm as measured by daily circulation. Aren't you excited about that? New owners for the Herald coming, baby. Oh, and maybe they won't be yeah. pandering so much to certain elements in the community. Hey, I'd like to give you like some real news, some real perspective. Do you think? No. No. Probably be worse. 609 votes on the poll so far. When you go to any Marlins games this season, starting pretty soon, we got an exhibitionist game on the air on Thursday. Marlins and Dodgers, 12:50 uh, pregame. Wish we had a whole bunch of them this week. Boy, that last week, you could sure get used to that getting out at 11:30. Like I said, real easy. God, I love that. It's great. Let's let's try it. Let's just leave at 11:30. Okay. When you go to any Marlins games this season, maybe a couple, 161. I'll pack them a sandwich. Move already. 149. Just go. Go already. No, they screw the fans again, 135. Screw me once. How does that go? Fool me once. Can't get fooled again. Oh, saying here. Yeah. You... I know they say it in Texas. I hate baseball. No, I will not go, 94. Yes, several games, 37. I hate this pool, 24. And a season ticket holder is still stuck there in that same number Behind. that it had like a long time ago. Out of 611. Not looking too promising. Well, and, of course, the people would say, well, that's, that's Neil Rogers. You know, all his listeners are. Yeah. He don't have any, like, real sports fans. If we did this pool on the sports shows, yeah. First of all, if you did the pool on some of the sports shows, you'd have, like, about a third of the number of votes. That's number one. But that, yeah, I don't want to, like, knock any of the sports shows. I never even went through the rest of the lineup, did I? I was lamenting the fact that here we are the 13th of March, and we're still playing revolving door and chairs of between two and four. Revolving dough from two to four, because we ain't got... No mo. Bo today from two to four for uh, mo. Mad Dog four to seven. Geldy seven to ten tonight. Squeaking his way. To... He must be really euphoric now. The Panthers are on fire. Eddie K ten o'clock. A little bit too late if you ask me. For them Panthers, a little bit too late. Mixed drugs in Milosevic's blood. Some people like mixed drinks. He like mixed drugs. Sure, it's all good. 
Test on blood taken from Slavio Milosevic before he died showed traces of a drug that counters the effect of high blood pressure medicine, a Dutch toxicologist said today. The test conducted two weeks ago showed traces of rifampicin, a drug against leprosy and tuberculosis that would have made other medicines ineffective. Reuters quoted Groningen University toxicologist Donald Uges as saying, Uges told the Associated Press he was, I, I have no idea I say that, I just like saying it, Uges, it's yeah. Dutch told the AP was asked to inspect the sample after Milosevic's blood pressure failed to respond to medication given by doctors at the UN detention center near The Hague, Den Hague, Den Haag, where he was being held during his war crimes trial. You ever been to Den Haag? No. Why would anybody want to go there? Urges said rifampicin makes the liver extremely active. Oh, and, and jumps around and hops right through the bacon and onions. If you're taking something and other medication, it breaks down very quickly, he told AP. Urges told writers he believed Milosevic took the drugs himself to try to prove that his medical care at Den Haag was inadequate in an attempt to go to Russia for specialist medical treatment. Last month, the war crimes tribunal rejected his request to travel to Moscow for treatment. I'm so sure that there was no murder. There's no reason for that at all, Reuters quoted Urges as saying. But a bit of a yeah, whatever. The first, you know, the first report that came on the news, I don't know if you heard it, from CNN, even though they don't make any mistakes, is that he hang, that he hanged himself in jail. No, they must have been watching Sopranos. No, I think that when they found his body, they, they misinterpreted it because of the language barrier. Somebody said he was hung. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with him hanging him. And that's what they said. He committed suicide. He hanged himself in a cell. And then, oh, no, he, uh, they found his body, and now they're making up all kinds of... It's kind of like whatever happened to uh, Ariel Sharon on Purim. Oh, He's probably eating homotoxin right now. It wouldn't surprise me. And I guarantee a big fat guy like Ariel Sharon who knows his uh, he knows his deli, he's not eating them hard little triangular uh, homentashin that are really for goyim and the farbisan orthodox. No, real Jews and real people, uh, real connoisseurs, they eat the big soft homentashin. Oh God, the brown ones with poppy seeds. Oh man, I mun. poppy mun. You know what that is? I do know. No, that's what they call the poppy seeds. Mun. Right. I, I don't know that what that means. Pace. It's some kind of a Jew thing. I don't know what that is, but mun. That those are the ones I like. You know what I think that is? What is it? They also have them with prune filling, but you don't want to eat those. Oh, my God. Can you moon? imagine? They, no. The, I think moon is part of... Cock-a-moon. Yeah, that's where that came from. Cock-a-moon. That's what... The, <laughs> that's what the uh, poppy seed filling is in the really good homotasha. You people eating them little bricks, forget about it. And I got news for you, man. You're going to be doing the green apple quick step for a month, or at least trying to anyway, after you eat those things. WQAM, hello. I guess I, I guess nobody has seen birth, which is probably just as well. I would like to have somebody explain it to me. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty in the Verizon single wireless line. The reason two things: almost nobody's seen it, which is good, and number two, nobody could explain it because nobody could understand what the hell it means, what that's all about. You know, we're picking up right where we left off last week on this phone. Yeah, you know I see that? it. What what is that all about? Ah, it's Monday. It's the, it's no, that. it's not Monday. It's the post thirtieth anniversary uh, death death knell. It's like the message. South, South Florida is sending a message like Joey Zaza. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. 5670560. Oh, I was planning on taking a 1,000 calls today between now and 2 o'clock in honor of doing a full four-hour show with no ball game, no preemptions, no BS. And take a look at that. Just look, look at it and weep. And you wonder why we're not raising the kind of money we ought to. We ought to be raising 100 grand. Remember those glorious days when every time we oh, do a charity yeah. thing, we raise over 100 grand? Course, Every time. Bear in mind that all the other shows were contributing as well in those yeah. days with the product. Oh, you mean unlike this radio station where we're like on an island and nobody else uh, participates or even mentions the fact that we got this thing going or that we even exist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. 
I saw um, that movie Birth. Yeah, and what, what, what does it mean? What's the ending mean? Oh, God, it's terrible. Do you, do you have any idea what it meant when he finally said, I'm not really Sean, and... Um, he Basically said, that it was just a bunch of, bunch of bull crap and, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, thanks. Hey, I think that guy had his thumb on it. It was a bunch yeah. of bull crap. No, seriously. The whole movie is trying to convince everybody that he's, he's the reincarnation of her, her dead husband, Sean, and he's stalking her and driving her nuts. And, and then finally, he's sitting in a bathtub, and she, like, uh, there, there's a scene that goes on for, like, five minutes, and she's rubbing schmutz around on his head, and, like, uh, I, I, I don't know. What, what, she's sitting on the edge of the tub, and he says, get me a towel, and she throws him a big uh, brown towel on the, on the floor and walks out, and that's it. And the next thing you know, she's finally getting married and out there in the beach, and she walks off uh, toward the water, and her uh, husband uh, comes out and grabs her, and uh, away they wander. Okay. And I, I thought she had enough trauma being married to Tom Cruise, for Christ's sake, you without failed. that. WQAM, hello. I was at the game Saturday. You know, I got news for you. That one, he's going to get both uh, knees broken tonight. Uh-huh. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. What's going on? Explaining yeah. the movie to you. I'm listening. Okay. It was really him. However, he thought he came back to be with her, but when he found out that he was having an affair and whatever, he realized that he wasn't really in love with her, so he, it wasn't for that reason, so he said, let me just get out of here. Oh, wow. Is that it? Explain it to you. Huh? Does that help you a little bit? I guess. I mean, it just makes me more depressed than ever. It was just. Huh. Did, did you actually like that movie? It was all right. I thought the ending could have been better, but you know. Well, well, what what did was... the end, What did the ending mean? What was the significance when she wandered out into the water in her uh, uh, wedding gown? What was that all about? I don't know. Maybe she's that's her way of saying goodbye. Or, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. I'm, glad that I'm not the only one who doesn't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. This is an idiotic piece of turd, and I got stuck into watching the whole thing. And I, then, then it was on again, like I said, this weekend, and I watched part of it again to try to figure it out. I still don't know what the hell it's all about. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Leo, I got a good movie for you. It's called The Business. Have you seen it? The Business. Stay out of the business, folks. I ain't seen it. Um, about it was his friend that committed suicide. It was yeah. his friend, not him. What does that um, mean? Uh, see, that must have got screwed up, like you said. I just want to wish you and George a uh, happy Passover. Okay. Happy <laughs> oh, and happy Simchastor to you, too. That's right. Wow. Well, I th you thought Milosevic was taking some good drugs. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Pushes morning. Watch it, now watch it. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Another ever generous from Dubai. Why did he attack us? What the hell did we do? To keep us while we are hanging in that new torture room. Push is a booty. Push is a booty. Give me the Christian right, the Lutheran right. Push is a booty. Push is a booty. 
It's 11 at 1 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday, March 13. Happy Purim to all of our uh, Jew folks out there. Anyway, I'm just reading. You know, it just dawns on me. I've been through this before with this birth movie. I talked about this before. Okay. And there's a scene in there when uh, his former, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, chick that he was having the affair with when he was married to uh, Nicole Kidman. Okay. She comes in and uh, he, she has to identify, uh, oh, I'm, I'm Anna. And wouldn't you think he would know that if he was really the reincarnation? I remember that part. Right. And then at the end, uh, when he's in the bathtub, but don't tell Anna. Her, what? Her. He tells, uh, what's her name? Don't tell. So there's reviews. And this goes to show you everything. You go online and you read reviews of things. There's uh, several of these that have one out of ten stars, which I think is a, uh, an exaggeration. <laughs> Generous. And then here's one that's got 10. 10 out of 10. Birth is a wonderful movie, carefully made and consistently rewarding. Author, the unemployed critic. Well, no wonder unemployed. Wow. Just unbelievable. Then here's one from somebody in uh, Denmark. Where the hell is that one? Just rips it in ass, and rightfully so. Here it is. Mike from Denmark. I like movies. I've sat through some awful tripe because I feel that like people, everybody's got a good side. So I wait for films to show me something mildly, uh, mildly visually compelling. A moment's genius amidst an otherwise pointless mess of celluloid rubbish. Most of the time, I'm able to take some solace in the fact that even Matrix Revolutions had at least a few seconds of high-speed visceral action despite the unfathomable script and plot. Birth, on the other hand, was the film equivalent of a very long wait. I've had more fun standing <laughs> at a bus stop with the flu in the rain. Besides the technical issues, the alarmingly regular appearance of boom mics and the plot holes, the kid Sean's inexplicable ability to point out Lauren Bacall as the Christmas humbug, Bert's script is virtually non-existent, and ponderous Kubrick-style tracking shots sap the very lifeblood out of the viewer so they're lulled into a hypnotic half-slumber. I'm sure that detectives have been faced with a rash of mysterious deaths where victims have been found on their sofas dribbling out of the corner of their mouths, eyes open, gazing zombie-like to the end credits of birth. <laughs> oh, this is great! The film could have been squeezed just as meaningfully into a two-minute short. If you take out the scene where we're forced to look at Kidman's face at the concert for an age, the straight repeated scenes standing in for flashbacks, and the lengthy silences filled with supposedly drama-filled facial expressions which don't lead us to an explanation of the plot any more than a stray fart in a lift, you'd be left with, hello, I'm your dead husband in a child's body, but no, I'm not. I'm a misguided teen with a boring life, and I piece together a bit of information about you to try to see your boobies in the bath. Deeply suspect bath scene, by the way. Oh, and Nicole Kidman reminded me of a loveless and neurotic, icy, frigid aunt, not a hint of deeply emotional soul, who still pines for a long-dead hubby. Ten years, wasn't it? I would have been able to understand her acceptance of Sean Mark II if we had been shown just for a moment or two some scenes featuring her previous deep relationship with Sean Mark I. All you art house types should really stop looking for a deeper meaning in this movie. It's a lazy piece of film at that point. I stopped printing this out. Piece of crap. Very good. Art house types. I like that. In other words, gay. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty. So I, we, we've been through that once before. But there's a good warning for you, okay? I don't think so much we're going to tell you about good movies on this show. We'll just warn you about bad ones. Don't waste your time with. Hey, that would be a public service. Yeah. WQAM, hello. 
Hey, I remember in that battle of talk show host, the lady that didn't know that Nelson Rockefeller was VP? Yeah. Uh, you said the other day you wanted Osama or Obama, Obama, Obama. Be VP. He wasn't born here, so he can't be VP. Barack Obama, where Obama, where is he born? He's born over in Nigeria. Are you sure? Where'd you get that? Oh, I know for positive. Where'd you get that information? I Googled him. Looked him okay, up. I'm, I'm going to Google him right now. Do you believe that? No, he was no. was born in Nigeria? Also, don't believe you haven't didn't recognize that voice. You didn't tell me that was the great one, was it? No. The not-so-great one? That's right. Okay. Born over in Nigeria. Let's take a look at Barack Obama, U.S. Senator from Illinois. Who's going to be our next vice president? Where's his uh, biography about oh. Senator Obama? Born in Honolulu, Hawaii, August fourth, nineteen sixty-one. There you go. There you go. Okay. All you these racist comments coming from that redneck that they're going to next time they see your ass at the track. By the way, the great one, they're going to turn it inside out. You're going to have a big hole where your used to be, bigger than it is already. I've already got one. Oh, speaking of holes, carry attacker, now a Chris Becker. Hey, Charlie, Chris, you fairy. I wonder when that's going to finally come out for real already. You know, that he has been asked that question, and he, like, danced around it. Does Just he like walk? Mark Foley there what in Hunt Beach County. Hey, Mark, you fairy. What? Does he waltz around it? He waltzes around it, yeah. And in a sign that the race for governor may become nastier than imagined, the same Republican consultant who helped Vietnam War veterans attack John Kerry in 2004 has put together a political committee in Florida that has already raised at least $508,000. Almost all the money for the group, half a million, has come from a single contributor, Cape Coral real estate executive Greg Eagle. The Eagle has landed, a supporter of Attorney General Charlie Crist and his bid for governor. Eagle's son, Dane, is that the great Dane is on the payroll of the Chris campaign and travels with Chris to campaign events. Yet the Chris campaign maintains it knows nothing about Floridians for a better and brighter future, which, according to the IRS records, was organized in late December, and whose president is Christopher Lasavita, a veteran GOP consultant and strategist. Chris does know Greg Eagle, and he's a supporter and a friend, but didn't know he had any specific contributions, said Chris spokeswoman Vivian Maritis. Mertitis. Careful. That's what her name is, Mertitis. You ought to see her, Titus. Eagle, who contributed directly to Chris' campaign in September, did not return repeated phone calls. Well, another donor to Floridians for a better and brighter future refused to answer any questions. We really don't discuss our political donations with anybody, said Richard White of Broward Davis & Associates, a Tallahassee surveying and planning firm. Attempts to reach officials with Floridians for a better and brighter future were unsuccessful. The committee is a 527 organization, a reference to the IRS code that regulates nonprofit political groups. IRS records show the organization is headed by La Savita, the former director of the Virginia Republican Party, who was a consultant for Swift Vote Veterans for Truth, the 527 organization that uh, deep-sixed John Kerry and his record as a war hero. Crist is being challenged in the September Republican primary by State Chief Financial Officer Tom Gallagher. The two rivals have already raised a combined total of more than $12 million. When asked about the new Florida 527, the Gallagher campaign said to hope the group was not going to be used to attack Gallagher in months to come. Chris has maintained in recent appearances he will not run a negative campaign against his GOP opponent. And I'm sure that Tom Gallagher will only say about 100 times a day to uh, Charlie Christ. Christ. Hey, Charlie. You fairy. 5670560. Isn't it kind of like silly? I mean, here you got a right-wing Republican queen that wants yeah. to be the governor. Now, once that word trickles out, you know, like in the Panhandle and up there uh, in Loxahatchee and Okeechobee and Pahokee, you, what do you think his chances are on a scale of oh. zero? 
Gay, I don't know. That'd be like some right-wing columnist website owner, uh, you know, being gay. Right. WQA line Yeah, okay. They're good today. Picking up, like I said, right where we left off last week. And here I plan to take 400,000 calls today. What a what a bad piece of luck for me. Five, six, seven. This is my last... You know something? This is my last attempt. Last today. call for calls? Last call for calls. You know, just like last call for booze. Last call for calls today. All of a sudden, these people don't want to play the game no more. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. Dead is a doornail, just like South Florida, man. Dead. D E D. Look at those. And what's that six minute delay catches up? We're gonna be really kicking some That's ass. Right. We'll be see. Spoken. see, there's one. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello hello? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Um who have I reached? Do you want to run that by me again? Leach? Is, is, uh, Ryan is Leach. This, is this the Ricky King Fund? WQAM, <laughs> hello. Oh, hi, Neil. How are you? Okay. Uh, I just wanted to comment something on the website. and uh, I guess uh, you made it a point a couple of weeks back regarding 9-11 uh, loose change. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to comment. I finally saw that uh, this past weekend, and... Very interesting, and for all of your, uh, for all the listeners out there, I really recommend just watching it. You know, watch well, it let me ask you, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. How long have you been listening this morning? Um, uh, just about maybe past eighteen minutes. Okay. Well, if you've heard the call oh, we've had so far, now do you, would you imagine that most of the people that we hear from on this show that they're going to really uh, look at that? Well, it's a futile attempt. But yeah, you know, you gotta, we're, we're, making the, we're making the effort. It's there for their perusal. The price is right. It's free for the asking, and it's right there. But the, most of these people are like that. I don't disagree. Yeah, you know. But then again, it's, you know, with the type of callers that call in, I, I can almost concur with you. But there's always that one, you yeah, know, one right. out of a thousand or we one might of a million. the right person out there that's going to like make a big stink about it. Well, and then of course I, we don't I, see them anymore. Definitely, it's an eye opener. It sure is. Okay, thanks, Pat. I'm glad Thank somebody you, out there uh, saw it and enjoyed it. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. All right. Don't forget America Uberalis, baby. Start that goose stomping right now. WQAM, hello. Yes, happy belated anniversary deal, Roger. And happy Purim to you. And happy thanks for calling. Right. I miss her. Miss her. Yeah. Uh, uh, Neil, how is the weather today in Toronto, by the way? Next question. Uh, uh, are you feeling happy today? <laughs> WDQ, I was till you called. WQAM, hello. All right. WQAM, hello. QAM, yes. You know, I had a scary experience that I was being followed by a helicopter. Not just any helicopter, a Channel 7 helicopter. Yeah. I'm told, I know it sounds like a joke, but it's totally This sounds, this sounds like the guy with the eyes to me. Is. The guy with the eyes. Yeah. Followed by Channel 7 uh -huh. Hey, let me ask you, was David Cassidy piloting it? Uh, yeah, probably. Five, six, seven. This is great. All right. Wow. The same drugs that killed Slavio Milosevic. At least we know this audience won't line up with leprosy anyway. That's good. I didn't know I woke up in the twilight zone today. Yes, sir. I love it. See, this is where we're going. And, and when we can recognize the voice of each and every one, that, that really makes it special, you know? Oh, yeah. It sure works for me. 11.13 at QAM. I'll tell you, Fat Boy is really doing a job. Now that we got that new sales manager, Chris, back there, he sure got that sales department really on top of getting a copy and not, 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 not. It sounds like a doo-wop song, doesn't it? 
When it comes to mattress, oh, and I saw the Alan Freed story on over the weekend somewhere. Yeah, how's he doing? Still yeah. dead? And about his last concert, they raided it. His uh, last rock concert in uh, Philly, I guess it was, or in New York, and they raided it, and they uh, sent everybody home, and they almost had a riot because the cops uh, went nuts. And how he uh, never got, never worked in the business again. He went off to uh, somewhere in California with a banjo on his knee, and he died a, bro a penniless, a broken soul. That's what this business will do to you, boys and girls. Stay out of it. Hey, when it comes to mattresses, a lot of gimmicks. The latest are sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. They're only warranted in full for two years. They squeak, they pop, just like that. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost a fortune. If you really want a high-quality brand-name mattress that'll last you for years and years, then call our good friends at Dial-A-Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS, like I've been doing for a very long time. When you make that call to Dial-A-Mattress, you'll get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory-direct prices and the best brands that you know and trust. And when you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll pick from Florida's largest inventory of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, Bananas, Foster, all ready for same-day delivery at prices lower than the so-called big-name chain stores, even during their supposed big sales. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now, and you can have the bed delivered the date and time you want in a two-hour delivery window. You pick the time that's convenient for you, and believe you me, they show up. So call today, 1-800-MATTRESS right now, or log on to their website to your shopping there at mattress.com. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-Q-A-M. We've obtained photographs that officials call definite proof of WMDs. What that means for your weekend, attend. I think that would be extraordinarily dangerous. Saddam Hussein was a threat. And it's hard work. And it's hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work. It is hard work. It is hard work. It's hard work. Everybody knows it's hard work. Talk about slow learners, man. Today's uh, TNN USA uh, Gallup poll. 55% say the Iraq war was a mistake. Should be 95%, but 55%. So they're trying to, very slowly but surely, they're catching up. My dad lets me shoot at cats. Boy, I love shooting a nail gun. I love shooting a nail gun, too. 1119. I don't know about that last part of that. It reminds me of that movie, Birth. Donald Rumsfeld. See, this is basically what's going on in broad daylight. You people are being raped at it, and evidently you enjoy it. Don Rumsfeld makes $5 million killing on bird flu drug. The U.S. Defense Secretary has made more than $5 million in capital gains from selling shares in the biotech firm that discovered and developed Tamiflu, the drug being bought in massive amounts by governments to treat possible human pandemic of the disease. Oh, I didn't tell a story on the air about that pigeon. No, you didn't. Well, I always have these pigeons on my balcony, and, uh, you know, they're a pain in the ass, and they do that cuckoo, that awful annoying sound. Cuckoo-cuckoo. Yesterday, cuckoo-cuckoo. And I'm in here sitting, uh, sending some 100 stories to uh, Josh. 
for our uh, website. I hope that somebody might read them. And I hear that cuckoo, but it sounded awful loud, you know, because I had opened the window because it's so toasty here the last couple of days, 14, 15, it's like uh, almost 60 degrees. And so I got the window open, get some fresh air, air to place out. And I thought, that sounds a little louder than usual, you know, like uh, that thing is inside. Mm-hmm. And so I walk into my living room, and sure enough, there inside, next to my big potted fake plant, there's a, a freaking pigeon. There was Walter Pigeon sitting there. Now, what would you do if you had, like, a bird in your house? What I always have done, usher it outwards. Yeah. Well, that's what I did, because pigeons evidently are pretty smart, and they also interact with people a lot. They're not afraid of people because they're always begging for food. They're that's a pain right. in the ass. And so I pulled back the drape from uh, open up the uh, sliding glass door real wide, and it waddled around the potter plant, took a look, and uh, flapped its uh, wings a little bit, and out there it went again. And I slammed that window shut. Don't come back, you idiot. How's that? A pigeon in my, uh, and I'm uh-huh. thinking to myself, I wonder if that was the one that had the bird flu. Maybe it was a plant. Might have dodged a bullet there. Yeah. More than 60 countries have so far ordered large stocks of the antiviral medication, the only oral medicine believed to be effective against the deadly H5N1 strain of the disease, to try to protect their people. The U.N. estimates that a pandemic could kill 150 million people worldwide. Britain is about halfway through receiving an order of 14.6 million courses of the drug, which the government hopes will avert some of the 700,000 deaths that might be expected. Tam, if you doesn't cure the disease, but if taken soon after symptoms appear, it can reduce its severity. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Mr. Rumsfeld was on the board of Gilead, Gilead Sciences, which developed the drug from 1988 to 2001. He was its chairman in, from 1997. He then left to join the Bush administration, but remained a, retained a huge shareholding. The firm made a loss in 2003, the year before the concern about bird flu started. Then revenues from Tamiflu almost quadrupled to $44.6 million, helping put in the company well back into the black. Almost quadrupled again $162 million last year. During this time, the share price tripled. Mr. Rumsfeld sold some of his Gilead shares in 2004, reaping according to the financial disclosure report he's required to make each year. Capital gains are more than $5 million. He's making hay while the bird is shining, okay, while he's dropping a big one on your head. Bird flew my ass. Uh-oh. Campus security guard reports screams from the water. You see that? Where is this? Rhode Island. Better get okay. Rita Crosby on that right away. The search has turned up an oar, a baseball cap, a partridge, and a pear tree. Oh, this is I thought it said Rhode Island, didn't it? Missing Rhode Island. Oh, missing Rhode Island students in Boston. They're probably out there in Cape Cod. Will you go to any Marlins games this season? 690 votes so far. Maybe a couple, 181. I'll pack them sandwiches. Move already, 165. No, they screwed the fans again, 157. Again, again. I hate baseball. No, I will not go, 104. Yes, several games, 43. That's 6%. I hate this full 29. And season ticket holders, we finally got off that nine. We're up to 11. 1.5% of this audience. Marlins season ticket holders, 11 which represents a pretty, I would imagine, a significant percentage of the total Marlins season ticket holders, which I would imagine is probably about 30, man. in that area. Now, you'll have to pardon me if I, like, dive ahead and continue with these uh, now that there's some calls on the board. I'm not, I just, you know, with all due respect, your calls suck. I mean, there have been a couple of uh, <laughs> living and breathing people. No, seriously, aren't they just pathetic? Please. More so lately than usual. So, obviously, is, is it comment. the spring break thing? Is that what it is? Yeah, that is uh, something. No, that could be it, because I know that it's March break here, and there ain't nobody around. That was uh, this past week was spring break. So, in other words, that excuse lasted last week. Maybe that was why last week they were so grim and slim. Think so? Maybe. And not that we really care. But this may be the slop over from it, because now we got the March break, and everybody's abandoned here. 
It's even a little bit more wide open spaces there at Woodbine, so you can get a good machine, man. Uh, a good machine. Isn't that interesting how the women say that different from the men? Uh-huh. The men say machine, well, and the women say machine. That's so you can tell machine. them apart. Uh, is that it? You can smell them apart, uh, tell them apart? Four former inmates of the Citrus County Detention Facility filed a federal lawsuit against the private company that runs the jail in Orlando, alleging two former officials put human waste in their food and drinks. And this just uh, minutes before lunchtime. Have you got your chili yet? Wow, yeah, it's all gone. No. Well, it's a good thing. The inmates were subject to cruel punishment, torture, and battery in 2004 when they were forced to eat the food contaminated with urine and feces, according to a lawsuit filed Friday in New District Court in Tampa. A spokesman for Tennessee-based Corrections Corp. of America said the company took immediate action once they heard about the incident. Management immediately investigated and terminated three employees right there and then. Company spokesman Steve Owen said Saturday, the company does have a zero-tolerance policy for conduct of that nature. <laughs> of that nature? What other conduct would be of that nature? Owen said the company has not been served a lawsuit yet, which accuses them of negligent hiring. Former inmates Javon Walker, Jeffrey Young, Larry Robbins, and Greg Platt have been held in the jail segregation unit. The segregation unit is reserved for inmates who are considered at safety risk in the Lacanto Jail. I wonder how uh, Frank X Lacanto is uh, doing. Who? Oh, he was a uh, he was always going to run for office. He was a uh, political uh, kind of rednecky guy when I was on INZ. Frank Frank uh, X Lacanto, J Lacanto, whatever his name was. Don't remember that? No. They did the Ronnie Reagan supply side economics blues. And oh, that also, guy. what? Oh, that guy. You know who I'm talking about? You just uh, no. Yeah, I they also the they also responsible for this blog and this blog. Frank J. Lacano, X Y Z. Remember that? Mm-hmm. How could you forget it? The inmates complained the food had a foul odor and didn't taste right. Something tastes wrong in here, you know. Ooh, I don't smell too good either. But we're forced to eat or go hungry. After eating the food, they suffer from vomiting, stomach cramps, and nausea. The incidents occurred several times between November 1 and December 31. The very people they depend on to protect and keep them safe are the very ones abusing them, said attorney William Grant, who filed the lawsuit. Charles Mulligan, a former supervisor employed by Corrections Corp. of America, said one of the corrections officers acknowledged putting human waste in an inmate's drinking jug. Mulligan was fired because he didn't report the incident. The jail's warden, Carlos Melendez, testified at the hearing. Uh, Grant, who now represents the former inmates, formerly represented Mulligan. I like that. They were forced, they were forced to shove all that uh, crap literally down their gullet, down their Mulligan. Remember that show, Mulligan's Island? Boy, what? I couldn't stand. Was that Bob Denver? Gilligan's Island, yeah. Oh, boy, is he annoying. Uh-huh. He's dead, though, right? Not that long ago he died. That's right. Well, there's one good one. All right. Thank God for that. Get him out of the way. Let's bring back Wally Cox and your all those Marlon Brando stories. 27 past 11 at 560 WQAM with lightning quick speeds, the latest features in security. Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for only $9.95 a month for two months with an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes. Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, and we can only imagine what they are, Comcast reliable fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan. Video mail, Comcast, Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe 
and secure. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet today for only nine ninety-five a month for two months, and you'll wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST today, or in Broward, it's 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Through the callers. Oh! Dinner's ready. Mmm, that smells delicious, honey. You've really outdone yourself, Mom. Thanks, but where's your brother? Hi, Golgoth. Ready for dinner? Me no able to eat that crap. Me hungry for human body parts. Is the cannibal in your family becoming extremely difficult to cook for? Are you in need of something to bring back his bloodthirsty appetite? Well, you're in luck. Introducing the first ever frozen entree that caters to the cannibal in your family. Cadaver's Frozen Dinners. In just three easy microwavable minutes, the cannibal in your family will soon be enjoying an enticing entree of his or her liking. There's chili with kidneys, pork and spleens. For the dessert connoisseur cannibal in your family, there's pancreas pie. And for the breakfast enthusiast cannibal, there's egg. Ovaries easy. Honey, ready for dinner? Ooh, cadavers, frozen dinners. Slum, slum, Thanks, Mom. Cadavers, frozen dinners. The frozen entree <laughs> located in your grocer's freezer that won't cost you an arm and a leg. Now, wasn't that a good uh, follow-up to our story? All right, that was cute. That was perfect. And, of course, deliciously different. That little piece there, that was uh, brought back some great memories, you know. Speaking of the anniversary show, which I guess I should have played all that old stuff. You played a lot of old stuff. Yeah, but not enough, like... Oh! Deliciously different marijuana. Deliciously different marijuana. Anyway, I'm just going to plow through my pile, okay? In fact, I'm thinking very seriously. Remember I mentioned this a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Of uh, cutting the calls back to like maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, how many a day? Like, uh, don't forget that about 30. Huh? Two. Yeah, like two a days. <laughs> like well, one, what are you one, an, about? one an hour. Well, what, what's uh, the Because you're always you know, threatening to get point? rid of the calls and everything. And didn't I do it for seven months? I don't want to go to that extreme. I don't want to be did. predictable. I want to, like, occasionally go into, like, a lightning that's round right. quarry of idiots. You know? but as, you keep, uh, as you keep reminding me, that's what they want. That's what those what? idiots out there want, is to hear other idiots call up and say idiotic things. So, in other words, you're saying that the listeners are as idiotic as the callers are? No, I didn't say that. They're... You're the one that's always telling me that. Not off the air. Oh. But on the air, we were supposed to pretend we got like... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, off the air, that's but right. that's not your crowd. They're very sophisticated. You've got the intellectual crowd. That's right, erudite. You've got the erudite, intellectual, <laughs> polished crowd, and you got all the ladies out there because you're uh, hot as a uh, firecracker. That's right. And uh, me, this pathetic old Jew fag that's waiting for a hummantash on forum, what have I got, you know? i got that article in the Herald, and that in about 40 cents, I'll buy about a, a quarter of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Cafe Lite. And what is what is with all these designer coffees? Can you explain that to me? What is that? Sure, it's uh, designer coffee. No, Regular coffee is just boring. You've got to put some stuff in there. You never guess what I was looking for on Saturday. Well, beside that. <laughs> I'm always looking for that. Yeah, I know. No, listen. I, was, well, I already told you this. I had my cab guy take me to um, Chinatown. Uh-huh. Not a place you want to go. <laughs> Which there are like two or three Chinatowns here because there's like so many. There's 400,000 really? Chinese people here. I mean, fine people, but just too many, and some of them smell really bad. But those are the ones, uh, well. At any rate, so I was looking for those shirataki noodles. Right. Remember I just mentioned that? Mm-hmm. on Dieters buying noodles of these noodles. Well, you talk about the varying reviews on movies, like the ones I had there from IMDb. One, you know, a couple of people give it a one, and then some people give it a ten. It was the same uh, with these noodles. 
on the Amazon.com website, which I ordered 10 bags. I guarantee I'll like probably take one bite and throw the other or the rest of it down the trash, but I can afford it. I mean, what's 100 bucks? In right, fact, most right. of the cost was the shipping. Not just to here, but to anywhere, shipping. So I read most of the commentary, and most they're like either a 1 on a scale of 5 or a 5. Almost nothing in between. In other okay. words, oh, these are great, and they have virtually no carbs and no fat and almost no calories, and you can put any kind of sauce on them, and they're, they're fantastic, but you have to wash them off real good. And, uh, and par what is parboil? What does that mean? Parboil? Parboil. Not parboil. What am I asking you? You don't know. Parboil. Okay, I thought I knew, but I guess I don't. For like three or four, what did you think it is? I thought it was like when they do these uh, double steamers, so they boil it, but not directly. But I think I'm just making that up. Yeah, sounds to me like you are. At any rate, you can put it, you can nuke it too for like three or four minutes. It gets rid of the uh, certain, uh, I, don't, I don't know, the smell, <laughs> the fishy smell. At any rate, so they're, and plus they're too chewy, and one guy says, after one bite, I spit it out and threw the rest of it away. Huh. And then the, the ones that are saying a five, oh, as a diabetic and a dieter, this is like a godsend. Oh, sorry for that movie. Godsend, and it's just the most wonderful thing. So I went looking for them, and of course, you go to the Chinese markets in real Chinatowns. No speaking English, not even close. And number two, everything in the store is like got Chinese writing on it. There's nothing in English. Uh -huh. And I, so I had written down the name of the product and the uh, brand name. And they looked at it like, ah, so, uh, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I went online. I ordered some shirataki. Probably most of our people. I, I don't know. Maybe people out there know what it's all about. Should have supposed some to be tiger a, balls while you were over there. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a, for people that love pasta like I do, but don't want the calories. You can put pasta sauce on it. In fact, I ordered a bunch of low-carb pasta sauce, too, from somebody else, which I just did get an email from them. Remember I told you I got no mm -hmm. email? I got it. Good. And they were out of this one, out of that one. But that was very nice. By the way, that and needs to boil just uh, for a period of time. Parboil? Yeah. Yeah, parboil means like when Jack Parr used to be on. And they used to piss him off there at NBC. You could watch Jack Parr broil. But at any rate, yeah. uh, so that's what that means. You know, Josh just Googled it because you sure as hell know he didn't know what it meant by himself. Anybody that spells um, Mickey Mouse with a J. The high-carbohydrate-dense-calorie food of pasta was off-limit to these people that the story is all about in the sun. So this is what got me started on this. A gelatinous Japanese noodle with only 20 calories a serving called shirataki, made from a yam-like Japanese root called kanayaku, a miracle food. No fat, few carbs, almost none, and a mere 20 calories per serving. To the Omiras, which is who these people they interviewed, the chewy noodle was a dieter's holy grail. See, chewy again. I don't, I don't mind chewy. I don't either. In fact, they, some of the people said it's like the noodles in the stuff that you eat, that crap. Um, ramen? No, no, well, the, the, the cup of noodles. The cup of noodles, that's ramen. That's ramen. No, what's wrong with that? You can Nothing. put sauce on that. I like them. The House Foods brand has been a top seller on Amazon.com's gourmet food section where it listed as fettuccine-shaped tofu because the brand incorporates a blend of tofu and konyaku. High demand at Amazon has even caused delivery delays with customers reportedly waiting up to a month. In fact, a lot of the comments also that I read on their website were from people who said, I was supposed to get it in a couple of days, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks to finally get here, and I cooked it up, and I ate a little, and I spat it out. That's from the people who hated it. Even the people who liked it bitched about the, the slow delivery, because this thing is so hot that they're selling it like a flapjacks in Aunt Mama's house. Selling it real fast. Uh, shirataki. So it's coming. I got a bunch of bags coming and probably go right down the trash, right down the old chute. Which eventually is where all food winds up going down the chute. A day after returning to the U.S. after another long term as bureau chief. Now, maybe we'll get some calls about shirataki. You think? I'd be interested in hearing about that. Sure, me too. Shirataki? You think? Positive. I think there's no chance. WQAM, hello. 
Chinese Food Central. Hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, I actually, uh, I read about these things uh, as well, diabetic, and I read about this two months ago, and uh, my efforts to locate it at local stores is basically to come up with zilch. Yeah. I got the same kind of, uh, you know, uh, me know not what you talk about, uh, right. white man, kind of look right. from the, uh, the local uh, Asian cuisine place. So mm -hmm. good luck. I guess we got to go online. you got to go online. In fact, just go to Amazon.com and put in uh, shirataki, and uh, they got it. That's why I ordered it. Okay. And good luck. He just, he just died. <laughs> well, I'm just telling him what to do. I'm telling him where to go. Huh? I'd like to tell a lot of people where to go. But that's a good idea. Shirataki noodles, man. And if these things are good, I'll let you know. I wouldn't rush out there and uh, go and order like a hundred bags yet. No, I'm waiting. I'll give you my, huh? I'm waiting. No, I'll give you an honest opinion about it because there are certain things uh, as far as low carb, that whole low carb right. thing. I know, yeah. I know that the fat is over with and it's above, but, but it does work. And it's certainly if you're diabetic, a, a must, a must. Cut right. back on the carbs. Cut back on the pasta. Basta la pasta. Basta la pizza. Basta the ice cream. Yeah. Basta with a gelato. I, I tried those uh, low carb noodles when we were getting the uh, sample. No, no, no. These aren't that. Be afraid. <laughs> these aren't them. Good. I know what you're talking about. And then there's also another uh, brand, which I just ordered, but I can't think of the name of what it is. Uh, I'll look it up in a minute. And it uh, begins with a D, as in uh, delirious. That's only got like a very, very tiny number of uh, usable carbs per serving. Like I think about eight or something like that. Okay. But really, that would be great. Because I, to be honest with you, I'm much more into pasta than I am in ice cream and sweets. But that, that's my substitute because I buy still a pasta. Because the pasta sends my blood sugar soaring to unbelievable heights. And I just can't do that no more. Not if I'm going to continue another two and four-fifths of years. Right. I'm thinking of an uh, extension. Where are you going to put it? Coronal. Oh, look at this. Frank Lacanto is host of a weekly news, that's spelled E-A-K, news interview program on Beacon TV Network owned by the Broward School System. His primary duties include asking softball questions to people of unimportance. This is all while wearing a cheesy red, white, and blue all-American tie. The set looks like it was purchased at, at Dollar General, and the sound is worse than trying to tune in QAM and Ehaw Junction. He's chubby, Italian, in need of a haircut. Poor Frank Lacanto. He also seems to have pepperoni. <laughs> He's chubby Italian and in need of a haircut. He also seems to have... <laughs> you can do it. Come on. Pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Right, I got pepperoni. I'm going to frame this. <laughs> I got pepperoni juice for blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm going to put that over here on the side. I'm going to, I'm going to read the whole thing again. Is that not one of uh, the best? Who's that from? Right. I don't know. Usually we can, you know, we can tell, but they, they, it has a look. That's right. You know, no, look very of, uh, look uh, subtle blood. header there. It just says PO1. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Frank Lakato. He must have gotten killed by the Ronnie Reaganomics Supply Side Economics Blues. Man. Hey, you all know the name Dry Concepts, the best in carpet cleaning in the universe. I've been using them for over 21 years. As a matter of fact, you know where they are today? Where? In my house. Oh. In Florida. So before you go out and spend thousands to replace your carpets, give Dry Concepts a call. Let them bring your carpeting back to life, no matter how desperate they might look, leaving your carpets vibrant and color soft to the touch and stain-free. Dry Concepts is the only company I would ever use, the only one you ought to be thinking about, too. I'm sure you already know, but just in case you don't, Dry Concepts also specializes in drapery cleaning, upholstery cleaning, deep cleaning of your expensive leather furniture, and much more. 
Without a doubt, one of the best things you can do for your Oriental or area rugs is to use a quality underlayment. It's essential for extending life and beauty of your area rug. It provides critical cushioning and prevents skidding on hard floors. Call during this month, during the month of March, and get 15% savings on all underlayment padding from Dry Concepts. Always give you a professional job, always show up on time, and give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start doing their unmatchable job. Carpet cleaning, water damage restoration, pet odor treatments, mattress cleaning, get rid of those dust mites, and lots, lots more. Trust the best. Dry Concepts. Call them toll-free in Dade Broward and the Palm Beaches. 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the web, dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Absolutely. Mr. Lecter, save me a piece. I'm disappointed you passed on Clarice. Still eating people right after you kill them. Not even leaving behind a tiny crumb. Mr. Lecter, finger licking. He claims that people taste just like chicken. If you see Hannibal on the streets. And don't forget, we got coming up in just 13 minutes, two big van hits today for uh, our thing for Bain and Pin Rescue. Any interest? No. Uh, number one, grand opening of Advanced Auto Parts, 3600 Northwest, 25th Ave in Miami. Registered there to win a $1,000 Advanced Auto Parts shopping spree from noon to two. And Van Numero Dos, corner of Powerline and Sunrise between US-1 and I-95 at the Sunoco gas station. It's a gas. And so far, going into today, we had 15,815, which in a week and a half, I guess that's eh, not bad, huh? We'll take it. It's if we had something good. smart, like had key change or something that people couldn't duplicate, you know, like we have a couple of times, we'd have raised like probably 80 grand. But we'll do the best we can. That's all we can do. Before we do that uh, fax again, which I'll do my best to do. An angry federal judge called a recess today to consider a mistrial in the sentencing trial of confessed al-Qaeda conspirator Zacharias. He used to be Zakaria. Now he's Zacharias. I'm sorry. Zacharias Musawi. He used to be Zacharias. Because of a major government error involving alleged coaching of witnesses. Did you hear? Did you hear that? Oh, please. That's what I've been bringing up for a month. I just had like a little... Now, what's that movie where that's... Uh, um, uh, the, what's her name? Rebecca De Mornay. When it rocks the cradle. I beat you to it. And she keeps the asthma thing. And I, you people out there with asthma, I don't want to like make fun of you because it's a horrible thing, obviously. But she just she keeps having just too many of those asthma attacks. You know what? Mm-hmm. Like when when Rebecca De Mornay steals the uh, the FedEx package that she's supposed to send out with a guy's uh, proposal. Remember that? Right. And she goes to the post office or the FedEx or wherever to mail it, and it's not in her purse. And she starts storming back to the car. <laughs> I mean, pretty good. Remember that? 
And then yes. Rebecca steals. Uh, she she empties out all of her uh, inhalers. That mm -hmm. bitch. She got hers in the end, though. Rebecca de Mornay. That's a pretty good movie. Hanrax the Cradle. It's okay. It's all right. The husband was. He disturbed me. He was. He was not a good actor. He was very disturbing. What's his name? Do you know? I forgot. Bad. A mistrial would mean the death penalty be removed as an option for Musawi, and he'd receive life in prison instead. A, tra a TSA lawyer sent transcripts of the opening statements and some trial testimony to potential government witnesses apparently trying to coach them, according to CBS News correspondent Barry Bagnato. That would be a violation of the rule set by U.S. District Judge Liani Brinkema that no witnesses should hear the trial testimony in advance. This is the second significant error by the government affecting the constitutional rights of the defendant and the criminal justice system in the country in the context of a death case. Brinkema told lawyers in the case outside the presence of the jury, Leonie, whatever her name is. Defense attorney Ed McMahon, here's Eddie, moved to have the judge dismiss the death penalty as a possible outcome, saying this is not going to be a fair trial. In the alternative, he said at least uh, she should excuse the coach government witnesses from the case. Prosecutor David Novak replied that removing the witnesses would exclude half the government's case. Novak suggested instead the problem could be fixed by a vigorous cross-examination by the defense. But Brinkema said she would need time to study what to do. And here's the capper. Here's your government again, blowing it time after time again. They just can't get it done. The gang that couldn't shoot straight, except Dick Cheney. In all the years I've been on the bench, I have never seen such an egregious violation of a rule on witnesses, she said. You know, that guy that called before, the diabetic guy that's looking for the uh, shirataki, that, that was fine. I, I was hoping to hear from somebody who actually got some somewhere and whether there was any, any, right. any good at all or whether it's just really garbage. Because if it turns out it really is garbage and fishy smelling and nasty stuff, I'll just throw it out before I even open it. Because of all the people that should not be eating fishy smelling stuff, oh, man. Just even those outdoor food markets, like in Boston, where I live there, mm -hmm. and in any big city, they got those outdoor markets where they got like cold cuts and produce and stuff and then they've always got the fish market section right and you just or even when you go into a supermarket sure where the fish section is oh man i get upstream from that i just want to gag i want to puke my guts out oh no fish for this kid of any kind anyway getting back to frank Lacano. The set looks like it was purchased at Dollar General. The sound is worse than trying to tune in QME Hall Junction. He's chubby, Italian, in need of a haircut. He also seems to have pepperoni juice drool hanging yeah, from the corner of his go. crooked mouth. It's my favorite show. <laughs> pepperoni juice drool. It's my favorite show, says this uh, faxer. <laughs> What's not to like? I mean, how many other shows got an audience like that? Huh? How many other TV hosts have got pepperoni juice drool hanging from the corner of their crooked mouth? Even, uh, even uh, Chris Matthews don't have that from the corner of his crooked mouth. And Brian Williams, he's just got 142 little teeth on the bottom, all like uh, like three rows of them. Like one behind. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. He's got like six sets of teeth. Like and they're the little teeny tiny ones. He's bizarre. He's really strange. Chubby Italian need of a haircut. So anyway, Frank Locano bought it. And too bad he didn't call in on my anniversary show, although I didn't take a lot of calls that day either, and rightfully so, because mm -hmm. it would have been really boring. It would have been boring to me and to the audience. Oh, Neil, congratulations, you know, for four hours of that. I don't remember what the hell we did do, but it was sure more entertaining than that. Although we did, we did redeem ourselves by having your close personal friend Joe Costello call in near the end of the show on the bat line to congratulate me and suck around. That was one of the, low, right. one of the highlights for me. Whatever happened to him, anyway? What do you mean? I mean, as far as as a person, whatever. What what just became? What 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 did he turn into? Not sure. Or maybe that was just him all along. We didn't realize it, you know. 
We need. Now, don't, 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 don't dummy up now. You're the one that's always, uh, you know. Always what? What did I ever not, say? You're not, uh, not what? enamored. You're not the close buddy you used to be. I have no before. idea now, what you're talking about. Now that about. he's back in town and you might, uh, you know, share some good drugs, maybe that might no change No idea what you're talking you. about. Okay. Go you on. don't like you so much anymore, Joe. And neither do I. 768 votes. Well, uh, will you go to any Marlins games this season? Maybe a couple, 201. 201. Maybe a couple. Maybe, maybe not. Come see, come saw. Take it or leave it. I'll pack them sandwiches. Move already. 179. Quit threatening to leave. Just move. No, they screwed the fans again. 175. I hate baseball. No, I will not go. 108. Yes, several games. 52. There we go. We love the Marlins, especially when they're on early and they preempt part of the show. Okay, yes, yeah. several games, 52. I hate this pool, 40. Pretty low number, 40. And season ticket holder, 13. A uh, lucky number for Dan Marino, Matt Sundin, although not so lucky anymore for him. And 13, uh, maybe unlucky for the Marlins. David Sampson reports that's a full 25% of the season ticket holder uh, that they got so far. But it's still early, you know. WQAM Shirataki line, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, like to talk to Neil for a second. I need to know about the bobblehead juice. The bobblehead juice? Yeah. <laughs> Five, six, seven. See, these are great. I don't know what you're bitching about the calls for. They're entertaining, man. They're, They're fantastic. Great. What? So look, look, at, look at the response I'm getting out on my shirt. Taki noodles, man. The phones that's are right. smoking. Everybody's smoking. got a review. None. Well, that's because we haven't caught up with the segment delay yet. Five pepperoni uh, juice drool. I don't think I've ever heard that expression before in my life. Have no, you? that's a new one. That is that is just so good. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. Shirataki baby on Purim no less. In fact, maybe you can like uh, instead of the homotoxin, instead of right. it with poppy seeds, you can just shove a bunch of shirataki in it. Come on, Dave. Or maybe noodles can uh, hop in there. From remember noodles once upon a time in America. Uh huh. WQAM hello. Neil. Calling from long distance New York, according New York. I just want to ask you a question. Do you still think Stone Phillips is good looking? He doesn't look great anymore. What do you think? WQAM, hello. Hey, buddy. Talk about Stone. Great. Yes, sir. Great show. Um, it is. Did you spill something on you, or are you okay? Everything's good? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, Let sir. the Marlins owners take a lesson from the old Panthers. Thank you, Mr. Cohen, for re-signing Mr. Yoke, and I can watch the games now the rest there of the year. There you go. Uh-huh. And also, is it, is it true no more Todd Kelleher? Is no it? More Todd, yes. No more Todd Kelleher? What, what, what no happened to Todd, Todd Kelleher? And, and leave it to the audience to clue me in on what's going on. What happened to Todd? I don't yeah, Todd what wanted I... to get paid, so he left this place and went to a real job. Like what? Like not in radio. Oh, and nice going, Todd. Let's hear it. Hey, Todd, good luck to you. You fairy. So what are we going to do now at 2 o'clock on a crossover every day? Who are we going to pick on? We have uh, Jesse Agler. Jesse Agler. Well, can we say uh, you Jesse and he won't get all that out of shape? Of course, maybe he'll uh, relate to it. I he, don't know. He's a tough nut to crack. That's what Duff said. That's what he said about Josh. Then he finally gave up. Maybe he can move on to uh, Jesse now. Jesse maybe, Agler. Maybe, maybe uh, Duff can be Jesse's girl. It's all, speaking of Duff, let's talk about his best close personal friend, John the Baker, who brought in food again last week. Boy, this is going to be a regular thing. 
Attention, man. better than John DeBaker, man of food, a sensational. Two locations for you. Pines Boulevard in the Home Depot Center, just west of Flamingo, or the brand-new John DeBaker at the Sterling Town Center, Sterling and Pine Island Road in Cooper City. And, of course, all the great homemade Italian dishes you'd expect to find in a fine joint, like sausage and peppers, chicken parmesan, baked ziti, lasagna, hot and steaming, huge, gigantic, fresh portions, and John DeBaker's world-famous garlic rolls, the best. And, as a matter of fact... If you go into John and Baker, either location, mention you heard about it on the Neil Rogers Show, with your meal, you'll get a half a dozen of John's world-famous garlic rolls absolutely free. How do you like that? And they're as big as your head, as big as Kimbo Camper's head, and boy, are they good. Don't forget about those fantastic sloppy sausage subs, too, the best in the world. And the pizza, ask anybody who's ever been there. They'll tell you it's the best in South Florida. So bring the whole family. They'll give you big portions, teeny prices, or call ahead for takeout. In Pepper Pines, call 954-431-4315. 954-431-4315, or in Cooper City, 954-252-0091. 954-252-0091. Don't forget to ask for your uh, complimentary garlic rolls. Mention my name when you go in there, and it'll, uh, it'll be like a laugh ride. Half a dozen of John's world-famous garlic rolls, free with your meal, just for mentioning old... Neil God! This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> You've experienced his new age music before, but never like this. Now, feel the excitement of his latest police record. Yanni, captured live from the county jail. Yes, all the mind-numbing masterpieces of craftsmanship you've endured for years in elevators, dentist's office, and supermarkets. Performed live from the local lockup. Plus, all new tracks like Aggravated Assault on the Sunrise, Restraining Order of Dreams, and The Rain Must Fall. And so will you if you try to leave me, you are. All for only $19.95, plus shipping and handling. And speaking of handling, call now, and you'll receive a full-color poster of Yanni becoming his cellmate's bitch. Call now for Yanni, captured live at the county jail. Bob Noon, the little hand just hit the big hand, and look at this, man. This is the best I've ever seen, speaking of bird flu and the fact that Rumsfeld's making all that money off the Tamiflu. Millions. In a remarkable speech over the weekend, Secretary of Health and Human Services Michael Levitt recommended that Americans start storing canned tuna and powered milk under their beds as the prospect of a deadly bird flu outbreak approaches the U.S., eh? Canned tuna and powdered milk under your bed. Okay. Ready or not, here it comes, it says. It's being spread much faster than first predicted from one wild flock of birds to another, an airborne delivery system that no government can stop. There's no way you can protect the U.S. by building a big cage around it and preventing wild birds from flying in and out, U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Michael Johan said. U.S. spy satellites are tracking the infected flocks, which started in Asia, now heading north to Siberia and Alaska. They're going north to Alaska with Johnny Horton, baby, where they'll soon mingle with flocks from the North American flyways. What we're watching in real time is evolution, said Lori Garrett, a senior fellow for global health at the Council of Foreign Relations, and it's a biological process, and it is by, un, by definition unpredictable. America's poultry farms could become ground zero as infected flocks fly over. The industry says it's prepared for quick action. All the birds involved in it would be destroyed, and the area would be isolated and quarantined, said Richard to something at the National Chicken Council. I didn't know there was a National Chicken Council. Well, now you do. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a National Chicken Schmidt Council. 
it would very much look like a sort of military operation if it came to that, he said, with pepperoni juice uh, drooling out of his mouth. Pepperoni juice drool. Oh, man, that is just... <laughs> Extraordinary precautions are already being taken at the huge chicken farms in Lancaster County, PA, to set of the last great outbreak of a similar bird flu 20 years ago. Other than the farmers, everyone there has to dress as if it were a visit to a hospital operating room. Back in 83-84, we had to kill 17 million birds at a cost of $60 million, said Dr. Cheryl Davis, a veterinary medicine expert at the University of Pennsylvania. Even on a model farm, ABC News saw a pond just outside the protected barns attracting wild geese. It's the droppings of infected waterfowl that carry the virus. It's a damn good thing that pigeon didn't drop one in my living room before I got it out of here. That's right. I bet, I bet you that was a that was a um, clandestine pigeon. Maybe it was a carrier pigeon. I think, no, I think it was a neocon pigeon. Yeah, it could have been. It was carrying the uh, virus That's right. right into my window. The bird flu virus to date has rarely been transmitted to humans. There have been lots of dead birds on three continents so far. Fewer than 100 reported human deaths. And I might mention myself that all of the human deaths have been uh, because of uh, close uh, connection to infected right. fowl. People handling the birds. Right. Handling an infected bird. Don't handle an infected bird, please. ABC News has obtained a mathematical projection prepared by federal scientists based on an initial outbreak of an East Coast chicken farm. Within three months with no vaccine, almost half the country would have the flu. Yeah, that that would be that would be if it could uh, transmit from one human to another. That, of course, it says is a worst case scenario, but one that can't be completely discounted. The current bird flu strain has been around for at least ten years. It's taken surprising twists and turns, not the least of which is that it's now showing up in cats in Europe. And of course, cats. What are they? Uh, they famous for eating birds, right? Where officials are advising owners to bring their cats inside. I advise that, or it says that advice might soon have to be considered here in the U.S. This is Brian Ross from ABC News. Let me say it again. The secretary of HHS says, HHS says, start storing canned tuna and powdered milk under your beds. Yeah, but what, what about the mercury levels that you were just telling mean? us about? What, what does that mean? My God. Canned tuna and uh, powdered milk. I think he needs to take a B.C. powder, if you ask me. And, of course, the more they get everybody into a wild panic about it, the more people are running out and buying that you know, Tammy flu so that Don Rumsfeld can make a whole lot more money. He's still got plenty more stock he didn't sell yet. Trust me. Or not. A day after returning to the U.S. for, let's see, we got, uh, I bet you if we refresh, we got over 800 votes. Do you think we can do 1,000 today? Yeah, you sure. Didn't put this on there until much later than usual. By the way, Miguel's already out there. And? Oh, he, I'm just letting you know. Well, what do you mean he's already out there? It's 5 past 12. The thing is noon to 2. Is that like a bulletin? Well, he's been out there since like 5 to. I mean, first you tell me that uh, we no longer have what's his name, whatever the hell his name was. What's on his the name? Updates. Oh, huh? Todd Kelleher. Todd Kelleher, uh, Kelleher. We don't have him, and now you're telling me that uh, we got, what's his name? Todd uh, Kelleher. <coughs> oh, man. Congratulations to you, Todd. Very seriously, get out of the business. It sucks. It's pathetic. It'll kill you. 800 votes on the Marlin thing, and it's not looking too good for them. we got a shot at 1,000 if you people get with it. Get off your dead ass, man. It's pouring, for Christ's sakes. Before you go out there and buy those really nice, fluffy, big, soft humantoshin with the poppy seeds, uh, go on our uh, poll and vote. And then go on there and look at uh, Loose Change. And then go on there and uh, uh, click on the uh, Neil's store and buy a bunch of CDs and T-shirts. Right? Right. Buy several. I think we can do like 30,000. About 30, man. You're saying 50. I think you're dreaming. Yeah. 
A day after returning to the U.S. after another long term as bureau chief in Baghdad, John F. Burns of the New York Times said on Bill Maher's live Friday night HBO program that he now feels for the first time that the American effort in Iraq will likely fail. As if a civil war was developing there, Burns said, and this is a great line, it's always been a civil war, adding that it's just a matter of extent. He said the current U.S. leaders there, military and diplomatic, were doing their best, but sectarian differences would probably doom the enterprise. They're a bunch of tribal uh, getchkeys is what they are. Didn't I tell you that the other week? That, that's what they are. They're tribesmen, man. Mm-hmm. You got the, the, uh, the Kurds, my God. Have you ever seen the Kurds? Not lately. Good golly, Miss Molly. And, of course, they want to hook up that long chili oil. That's what they want there in northern Iraq. That's, that's the deal for them. Even a bunch of Stone Age people like them still want that cash. They want that black gold. Burns said that he and others underestimated this problem, feeling for a long time that toppling Saddam Hussein would almost inevitably lead to something much better. He called the Abu Ghraib abuse the worst of many mistakes the U.S. made, but said that even without so many mistakes, the sectarian conflict would have still gotten out of hand. See, one thing about Saddam, man, he ruled with an iron fist, and that's what you need in a place where you got a bunch of Getskis running around uh, like, like uh, somebody out of the Stone that's Age. Right. He knew how to control those people. Like out of somebody out of the Stone Phillips Age. You're, this is your favorite story, which you told me you already heard about. It. Leave it to you to hear about this. Oh, look at that. Britain to cut its forces by 10% in Iraq. Pretty soon it's all going to be Americans dying over there. A lot of Canadians are busy dying in Afghanistan, and now some more Americans, too. Seven more. An Alaska high school violated the student's free speech rights by suspending him after he unfurled a banner reading Bong Hits for Jesus across the street from the school, the federal court ruled on Friday. Well, hallelujah. Finally, a good piece of news. Bong hits and the number four. Bong hits for Jesus. And it would seem to me, based on the depictions I've seen of Jesus, that he probably would have like participated. That's right. He likes his Pass the old peace pipe a little bit, or at least passed along. Cube. Right. Joseph Frederick, a student at Juno Douglas High School in Alaska, displayed the banner, which refers to smoking marijuana. No. <laughs> this is from writers who are obviously just a little bit out of touch. He displayed it in January 2002 to try to get on TV as the Olympic torch relay was passing the school. Principal Deborah Moore seized the banner and suspended the 18-year-old for 10 days, saying he had undermined the school's educational mission and anti-drug stance. Anti-drug, my ass. Friday's ruling by the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco overturned a decision by a federal court in Alaska that backed Frederick's suspension and said her rights were not, his rights were not violated. The appeals court said the banner was protected speech because it did not disrupt activity and was uh, displayed off school grounds during a non-curricular activity. So, your mama. Public schools are instrumentalities of government, and government is not entitled to suppress speech that undermines whatever its missions it defines for itself, Judge Andrew Kleinfeld wrote in the court's opinion. Even, the, even in Alaska, the judges are Jewish. The court also cleared the way for Frederick to seek damages, saying Morse was aware of the relevant case law and should have known her actions violated the students' rights. You go, baby. You go, Joe. Joseph Frederick. Good Alaskan kid. Bong hits for Jesus. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You can't say anything no more. That, that's basically what America's become, man. Fascism. Fascism. Fascista, fascista. Forget about Batista. Now it's America Bush with a fascista. Everything, the courts, the FCC, restricting and restraining and cutting back and just dummy up. Everybody dummy up and goose step. It's enough to make me want to play that goose step bit. Don't we have a bit called goose step? Yes. Can we still play it? Come on, Joyce. Goose step. Goose step. 
Okay. I have to audition it during the break. <clears throat> Although it's fairly recent. See, I, I put like stars, I put asterisks on these things uh -huh. when I put them in there. So I have a pretty good idea that maybe it was done post-Joyce uh, Hysteria. Post-9-11. post, post the new regime and this whole new deal we're under. Oh, and here, here one of the most obnoxious and unctuous characters who I just despise, who came here to Toronto about uh, a month ago or so, and Mayor David Miller told him, bye-bye. They came here on a Friday, and David Miller told him, you got till Monday to get out of here. Get lost. The politicians here are pretty boring. I mean, they're bland. They're like, oh, man, very boring. But, uh, and especially David Miller. He's as boring as any of them. But at least one time he butched up a little bit, said, we'll handle our own problems here, thank you. This is when we had, like, the uh, the uh, shootings out on the downtown. Uh-huh. You're not remember talking that? about Jesse, you, you are you? That. And that girl got shot and killed. Because we got gangs with guns, man. We got a bad combination, baby. In Scarborough, we got dark punks with guns. Not a good combination. John Gotti, Jr. He's because you know, they call him Junior Gotti. I didn't know that. Did you know? See, look at what an educational show this is. In fact, the judge said... Get the honey, Junior. Junior Gotti went to church yesterday in Curtis Lewa. That's the guy. In fact, I like ah, John Gotti, Junior and Senior better than Curtis Lewa. In fact, his name ought to be Curtis Slimeball. Has a problem with that. The reputed mob boss, fresh off a second mistrial stemming in part from an attack on Sliwa, showed up for mass, uh, morning mass with two of his children at St. Dominic's Catholic Church in Oyster Bay, Long Island yesterday. Gotti, 42, wore a monogram back velour sweatsuit adorned with red, white, and green striping in colors of the Italian flag. And that boy, talk about a fashion plate. He even dresses better than Jack Abramoff. He received Holy Communion and sat hands clasped at a pew near the back of the church. Later, he and his children were ushered to a side door where a car was waiting for them when the service was over. He's going to be godfather to Connie's baby, and then he's going to settle all family business. Shaking his head in anger, Gotti glared as photographer snapped flashes inside the church and blew up at a Daily News reporter as he left. This is obviously from the Daily News. How dare you, he wailed at the reporter. That was the most indecent thing you could do. And the reporter flashed him something and said, hey, you, you, that's what you thought. A parishioner said she didn't mind Gotti coming but objected to the star treatment. I don't know why the secrecy, said the woman, who didn't want her name used for obvious reasons. <laughs> Gotti remains free on $7 million bail, and prosecutors are planning to try him a third time in the 92 shooting of Sliwa, who often blasts the Gottis on his radio talk show, on his right-wing fanatical radio talk show. Keep it in New York, Curtis, and stay out of Toronto, stay out of Canada, stay out of Miami, stay out of everywhere, stay out of our way. You grandstanding piece of turd. Jury foreman Greg Rosenblum Oy. said four jurors voted to convict the reputed head of the Gambino crime family. He wanted to acquit him. Still smarting from the jury's decision, Sleeper lashed out at Gotti's ability to leave his house arrest to go to church as if this is something new. I guess, I guess he didn't see the Godfather. It's a disgrace to see my church giving Holy Communion to a man who helped lead a reign of terror, said Sleeper 51, who was also Catholic. What's the message? Kill, you kill, you maim, you commit crime, you gain sanctuary. It's shameful. But, of course, the church has been doing this for years because these people are big contributors right. to the church. A church spokesman said it wasn't taking sides on the dispute between Slew and Gotti or the government's case against the reputed mobster. The bottom line is he's allowed to worship at any Catholic church, said Sean Nolan of the Diocese of Rockville Center. Any Catholic is welcome. The Guardian Angel leader said he didn't know how he'll handle the mistrial on his radio show. He's still fuming at co-host Ron Kuby, who testified for the defense. The conservative crime fighter and the liberal lawyer barely locked eyes in the studio last week. Last week was the hardest week of radio I ever had to do, said Sliwa, who spent 15 years on the air with right-wing crap. It may be even worse now that the jury has rendered its decision. <clears throat> How do you like that? I side with the Gaudis, okay? At least they could do something for us. 
What what else Curtis Sliwa gonna do for us? Oh, he's got that, nothing. That hat. He's got that beret. Yeah, that, that red beret, man. I'll tell you where he can stuff that. Wreck him. Twelve fourteen at QM. Beach Ford has gone mad, folks. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed having a record month last month, so they plan to break that record this month. And right now, as I speak, extended cab Ford one fifty is or as low as two hundred and forty nine dollars a month with nine hundred ninety five dollars down, plus fees with approved credit and thirty nine month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad if you don't take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to ten grand on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, be sure and send their ass into Beach Ford. Because if they take delivery during this month during March, Beach Ford will send you two hundred bucks just for sending them around. Now that money comes from Beach Ford's advertising budget, so they won't take it on the cost of your friend's price. Don't miss out on this once a year event. Beach Ford Madness in March going on right now, even on Purim. Extended Cab Ford 150 is as low as $249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to $10,000 and just $200 in cash for referring a friend. So hurry in. Beach Ford is located two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Guarantee you, bet your Maddie Bell's life on it five times. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Marlins? Who the hell are the Marlins? Athletes consume those pills they shouldn't do. They're peeing in a cup again. It makes them huge. That stuff's no good for you. Take too much and you'll end up dead. Baseball ain't the only sport to unoccasionally abuse. Now the NFL is facing Congress. They need to be guilty too. I do not want legal anymore. Steroids in their bloodstream. I wonder if it's any worse than me. Why it on caffeine? Has anyone checked the other guys? It's probably the whole team. That's right. Including Barry Bonds, man. He is all those records ought to have like an asterisk next to his big fat ass. What a joke. And then he says, oh, I don't need to read the book. Uh, why would I waste my time doing that? No, he doesn't need to read it because he knows he's been doing it. And when Josh Corder, you need to be deprogrammed, man. You need to have somebody like uh, take hold of you and deprogram your ass. Well, take him to a chair. Beat him with the phone. Now, back. how are we doing over there at uh, the remote? At the we got current. a total of 160 right now. Well, it's not so bad. It's not a, that's a decent start. Not great. Not overwhelming. But that gets us already uh, almost to six, uh, 16 grand. That gets us to a grand total of 15,975. That means uh, the next, the second one next will get us over 16 grand. And just in honor of that, if Miguel gets that uh, 40 bucks for whoever gets, whoever puts the uh, second deal down, puts the 20 down on the table, Miguel will flash you. How do you like that? <laughs> What? Yeah, he'll lift his shirt up. Sandra Day O'Connor, Republican-appointed judge, who retired last month after 24 years on the Supreme Court, has said the U.S. is in danger of edging toward dictatorship if the party's right-wingers continue to attack the judiciary. Oh, my God. Amen. You go, Sandra. In a strongly worded speech at Georgetown University reported by NPR and the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, Ms. O'Connor took aim at Republican leaders whose repeated denunciations of the courts for alleged liberal bias could, she said, be contributing to a climate of violence against judges. 
Ms. O'Connor, nominated by Ronald Reagan as the first woman Supreme Court Justice, declared, we must be ever vigilant against those who would strong-arm the judiciary. She pointed to autocracies in the developing world and former communist countries as lessons on where interference with the judiciary might lead. It takes a lot of denigration before a country falls into dictatorship, but we should avoid these ends by avoiding these beginnings. In her address to an audience... I beg your pardon? Sorry, that was a very good line. It takes a lot of denigration before a country falls into dictatorship, but we should avoid these ends by avoiding these beginnings. Right on. In her address to an audience of corporate lawyers on Thursday, Ms. O'Connor singled out a warning of the judiciary issued last year by Tom DeLay, the former Republican leader in the House of Representatives, that crook over a court ruling in a controversial right-to-die case. After the decision last March that ordered a brain-dead woman, Terry Schiavo, to have her life support Phew. removed, Mr. DeLay said the time will come for the men responsible for this to answer for their behavior. Mr. DeLay later called for the impeachment of judges involved in the Shavo case and called for more scrutiny of an arrogant, out-of-control, unaccountable judiciary that thumbed their nose at Congress and the President. Such threats, Ms. O'Connor said, pose a direct threat to our constitutional freedom, and she told lawyers in our audience, I want you to tune your ears to these attacks. You have an obligation to speak up. Statutes and Constitution do not protect judicial independence. People do, the retired Supreme Court Justice said. She noted death threats against judges were on the rise and added that the situation was not helped by a senior senator's suggestion. Oh, before I finish this, you know that born-again crazy bitch that, uh, uh, what was the guy's name, Which Brian, one? In, uh, in Atlanta? The one that uh, broke out of jail, shot the judge and the bailiff. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian. Brian Cox. Brian something. Brian London, I think it was. A little darker, though. But anyway, she, she's been making the rounds now with, with her born again. And what's the name of that stupid-ass book that she was peddling and she read to him? Oh, and it turns out that, she, first of all, she's a crack addict or a meth, uh, whatever the hell she is. Meth she's head. full of crap. The Purpose Driven Life. That's very good. Anyway, she noted, this is going back to Sandra the O'Connor, not the uh, meth addict. She noted death threats against judges were on the rise and that the situation was not helped by a senior. Oh, by the way, that Brian, whatever that uh, guy's name, he was uh, raised in a very, very strong Christian family and was very active in the church before he started killing people. Uh, she noted death threats against judges on the rise and that the situation was not helped by a senior senator's suggestion that there might be a connection between the violence against judges and the decisions they make. The senator she was referring to was John Cornyn, a Bush loyalist from Texas, a Farbissa Goy who made his remarks last April, soon after a judge was shot dead in the Atlanta courtroom. See what I just said? How do you like that? Mm -hmm. And the family of the federal judge was murdered in Illinois. Senator Cornyn said, I don't know if there's a cause and effect connection, but we have seen some recent episodes of courthouse violence in this country, and I wonder whether there may be some connection between the perception in some quarters on some occasions where judges are making political decisions yet are unaccountable to the public that builds up and builds up to the point where some people engage in violence. Although appointed by Republican Ms. O'Connor over the Supreme Court's liberals on many divisive issues, including abortion, making her a frequent target for criticism from the right. After announcing she intended to retire last year at the age of 75, she was replaced in February this year by the fascista Samuel Alito, who is generally regarded as being consistently more conservative, the understatement of the year. In her speech, Ms. O'Connor said that if courts did not occasionally make politicians mad, they would not be doing their jobs, and their effectiveness is premised on the notion that we won't be subject to retaliation for our judicial acts. Retaliation, like stuff like that. You go, Sandra. God, we miss her already. Bad. Badly. Mm -hmm. Almost as much as we miss Todd Kelleher. Don't we? I miss him already. Todd. You fairy. Todd Kelleher. Nine. He does sound a little swishy. 842 votes. Would you go to any Marlins games this season? We're, we're going to make our thousand, Josh. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. 842 at 1224. 
All the numbers all the time. 15,975 for abandoned pet rescue. Maybe a couple of games, 217. Maybe, baby. That's what Buddy Holly said. He's not going. I'll pack him sandwiches. Move already, 198. But that Alan Freed movie was very corny, but it was, uh, I don't know, it was all right. Move already, 198. If you're leaving, don't let the door hit you in the collective ass on the way out. Goodbye. No, they screwed the fans again. I'm not going 187. I'm not going to subsidize these people that had the fire sale and stuck it to us for the second time, just like they did in 88. It wasn't so great then, and it ain't so great now. I hate baseball. I'm not going anyway. No, 119. Yes, several games, 60. All right. There's the attendance of your first game. You got 15 season ticket holders and no 60. That's 75. Good start. I hate this pool, 46, and season ticket holder all the way up to 15. Billy Harris's old number. Remember Billy Harris? No. Yeah, you do. Harris, even in Mahopolis. Where did George go? I'm right here. I knew oh, you were asking him. Oh, he said that. Well, that's right. It was a sports question. I pointed over to that. Josh there, and I said, he's well, talking yeah, to you over to him. Billy who? Billy Harris, number 15. With uh, Jerry Eamon and Frank Mahovlich. Any relation to Ed Harris? Bronco Horvath. Yeah, he's kind of Ed Harris. Kind of Ralph Harris. I went to high school with him. Boy, oh, boy, was he sweet. Anyway, Harris, to make major announcement. You know something? This couldn't happen again in a million years. I have, I have this in my hand right now, and a story, too. Mm -hmm. Catherine Harris. Oh. Bad, bad news for Kate. It ain't so great. Good. In fact, it's not so good for the Democrats, either, because she ain't going to get it. She's not going to be the, you know, anybody but her would be uh, unacceptable. She, she'd be a great candidate for the Republicans for Senate. You know why? No, I know exactly why. You've got a Chinese right. stance exactly. in a, a Ukrainian market. This is Neil Rogers. This is 
Ricky and the pepperoni juice rule dripping out of the huh? 26 till 1 at 560 WQM. We got Bo Camper. Bo, a uh, man with one name. Bo Camper at 2. Mad Dog at 4. Geldy at 7. Eddie Kate at 10. No ball games today, although we do have Hurricanes baseball tomorrow night. Why can't they play like a day game? No. Oh. Bastards. We got the Panthers on Wednesday against the Flyers. The Red Hot Panthers, man, they knocked off. They kicked Ottawa's ass. They beat Carolina uh, two in a row, back to back, side by each at home. And then on Thursday, we got the really big news. Marlins on deck, the Marlins uh, and the Dodgers. Pre-game at 12.50 Thursday, to which all we right, say, all right. amen. Oh. Former Sex Pistols lead singer Johnny Rotten has nothing but disdain for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is why he won't be attending Monday's induction ceremony. He's going to shine him. You go, John. The singer, who now goes by the name of John Lydon, Appeared as a guest on ABC's late-night talk show, Jimmy Kimmel Live Friday, was asked why he and his two surviving partners from the groundbreaking punk band were snubbing the hall. They never cared who we were, Lydon said. They never bothered to correct the incredible fatal bad mistakes about our legend and legacy in their museum. And up until now, they rejected our nomination for three years running, and now they want a piece of us. Well, guess what? Kiss this, he said, making a rude gesture. All right. Kiss this. When I began as a Sex Pistol, there was no Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and suddenly this organization is put on top of us like we have an obligation to them. Well, it's the other way around. Don't use my name to prop up your nonsense. When it was first announced the group would be inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Sex Pistols declined the honor with a coarse message posted on their website. Coarse, crude, and lewd. Other inductees in the Hall of Fame this year include Black Sabbath, Blondie, Miles Davis, Leonard Skinner, and music executives Herb Alpert and Jerry Moss. That exciting? Yeah. With those again, the Sex Pistols, Black Sabbath, Blondie, Miles Davis, Leonard Skinner, and music execs Herbie Alpert and Jim and Sky Miles O'Brien from CNN. Now, getting back to our Captain Harris. Yeah. Well, there's Jack Straw. And the surrounds him. Oh, speak English, everybody, will you, you constipated old coot? Representative Catherine Harris fueled already rampant speculation about the status of her campaign for the U.S. Senate when she released a statement this weekend promising a major announcement about her future this week. Bye-bye, as John McLaughlin would say, bye-bye. The Longboat Key Republicans' campaign is barely stumbling along after the revelations that she took thousands in illegal contributions from a defense contractor who bribed a California congressman. Couldn't be old Duke Cunningham, could it? Yes. Could be. And while she has had little to say about the matter, many others are talking, including Republicans worried about losing the Senate race and Democrats emboldened by the financial and political woes confronting Harris. It didn't help when rumors circulated last week that Harris might not stay in the race. In her statement, Harris acknowledged all the speculation, notifying Republican activists at a meeting in Memphis that she was canceling her scheduled appearance there Saturday night, as I prayerfully prepare with my family, friends, and advisors to finalize the strategy for a major announcement next week concerning my candidacy for the U.S. Senate. Which is a long, ponderous way of saying. Bye, bye, bye. Right. Bye, Cat Katie. Of course, they've got to have her around, you know, in November to help fix the election anyway. Mm-hmm. She says, I will continue to look to our founding fathers who pursued their vision with integrity and perseverance to discern the best course of action for the state of Florida, our nation, and those diabolical voting machines. Tallahassee Republican strategist Rick Wilson said Harris is likely feeling whipsawed with some advisors pushing her to get out of the race, others telling her to keep running, like a, a wishbone at Thanksgiving time. But Saturday's announcement, he said, will make it all that much harder to cross speculation that she's dropping out. While she told the AP last week she was staying in, the pressure hasn't eased. 
Wilson and other Republicans have been worried that she'll bring down other candidates if she runs. Oh, please run. Pretty please run, honey. Not that we love the Democrats all that much, but they're sure better than what you got, you know? Not much. Little teeny tiny, like a curly hair better. Like curly and uh, mo. Do, 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 do. Nine, 871 votes. If we can get to 900 by the top of the hour, we got it licked. Piece of cake, right? Yep. Cake. Easy. Cake. How about that shirataki? Anybody out there tried yet, huh? We got a fax on it? Do we have a call on it? What do we got? Nobody even knows what I'm talking about. Shirataki noodles, man. No, no, no carbs, almost no carbs. Almost no calories, no taste, no fat. You smear a little pasta sauce on right. it. Maybe chop off some of them. Uh, pepperoni would be good. Don't so you can have that pepperoni right. uh, sausage drool, the juice dripping down your chin. Mmm. WQAM, hello. Happy Purim to you, anyway. WQAM, hello. Hi. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, um, can I speak to the guys? You're speaking. Um, uh, is, is the show on right now? Let me ask you something. Who are you calling? I'm calling hey. to speak to the sports afternoon cast. The what? The radio show, sports. Sports? Do they have a name? Yeah, who, who's on right now? What, what station are you calling, Lunkhead? 560. Yeah, and there's a sports show on QM right now? Uh, yes. I think Neil Rogers is on right now. You know who that is? Um, some asshole. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> he yeah. heard of you. Oh, yeah. He knew who I was. No, not some a-hole. A major a-hole. Yeah, okay? The a-hole. Get it right. The a-hole of the hour. Putz. What a moron. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh, oh, can I talk to George W. Bush? <laughs> WQAM, hello. No. WQAM, how you will kill him before the day is over, please. QAM. Oh. Short and sweet. QAM, line nine. Sherry hey, Kelly, line uh, Let me turn my radio down. Real please. Quick. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised you didn't want to turn it up, wouldn't you think? I would have. That would definitely have been the way to go. Crank that baby up in the radio, too, please. This is Neil Rogers. All right. This is 560 QAM. This week on HBO. I think you know what my problem is. Dick Cheney stars on The Sopranos. You got a problem? At the very least. Oh, what's the matter? Come on, we you? Thugs and assassins in Iraq are desperately trying to shake our will. Why don't you lighten up a little bit, Scottish? No. <laughs> He's drunk. Exactly. Dick Cheney on The Sopranos. Keep your mouth shut. No. Come on, who are you? 887 votes on our poll. We better get to 900 next to the 60 minutes or I'm going to be really PO'd, man. We better get that 1,000 today or else. How are we doing out there? We got 1,000 bucks yet? No, we're doing really bad. Uh, you need to mention it again. What does that mean? I mean, we got 180. Yeah, you got to push it, man. You got to push it. And, and, and what about from the other location? We got nothing over there? No, we're, uh, he's getting a call now. And now we got 320. One. 320 total. Oh, well, somebody give me 180. What is wrong with you, man? Well, I you just got the a... call. Calm down. I can only report yeah, it when I get downer. it. Three, one. So we got 16,135. We got 320 now, which means we can do, certainly do over 500 a day. 
Right. Two locations. Van number one is at the grand opening of Advanced Auto Parts, 3600 Northwest 25th Avenue, Miami. You can register when you stop in there, when you drive through real fast. Register to win a $1,000 Advanced Auto Parts shopping spree. And also until 2 o'clock, the uh, van number two, I guess that's where Miguel is. Yes. He's doing number two. Mm-hmm. Corner, and you can watch. Corner of Powerline and Sunrise between US 1 and 95, the Sunoco gas station. That's where the lovely Miguel is waiting for you. This was all his idea, by the way. Not. Just a joke. <laughs> just a joke. No, there, this was all Duff's idea, okay? And somebody over there on the West Coast. Oh, well, we got to do something for Neil's 30th anniversary or it's going to look really bad. You know? Yeah. The only good thing he did, Duff, was he was the one that got Kevin Baxter. He's the one that called and set up that interview with the Herald which I appreciate because that, that's all we got. I mean, that's all after 30 years. Nothing. Zippity-doo-dah. Not a sandwich board. Not a uh, anything. Zero. Anyway, they see these commemorative T-shirts are 20 bucks a piece to benefit a band in Pet Rescue in Fort Lauderdale, and they just love us. So uh, be sure and uh, stop by between now and 2, or you can go online on Neil Rogers' store on our website. And you can even click on there. It'll give you a list of all the uh, items, all the uh, tracks that are on there, the tracks of our tiers. Well, when you said 180, man, that was enough to make me want to plot. Right. That's scary. 320, that, I mean, that's not sensational. That's like the, not like the old days when we had an audience. But, I mean, for Christ's sakes, now, and this God, we got people calling here, I want to talk to the sports show, huh? Yeah. Sports show, my ass. Schmuck. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. You know, that, that mentality, that crowd. Uh-huh. You know that crowd. Oh, yeah. Wait to hear this. Here's something interesting. And it's about time. The NAB president and CEO said Friday during a luncheon keynote at the American Women in Radio and TV Leadership Conference in Washington, D.C., that he will pick up the baton. Maybe he'll be the cheerleader for us. Of former NAB head Eddie Fritz, by promoting a government-neutral set of rules for terrestrial and satellite radio so that XM and Sirius don't have an unfair advantage over local radio broadcasters. What a concept. XM and Sirius really have the best of both worlds, Rear said in a prepared address, except they have Joe Costello. They can go to the end. They have Martha Stewart. They can go to the FCC and say, we're subscription services, so you can't regulate us. Yet they're in a marketplace promoting their Howard Stern broadcast, giving away free satellite radios, and providing free serving uh, to people renting cars. Providing free serving, whatever that means. Rear also criticized that Rear, as in Rectum. R-E-H-R, also criticized XM and Sirius for actions he believes bypassed the prohibition on providing locally originated programming that's part of their original license from the FCC. We're willing to play with all competitors, but only on a level playing field, he said. Level that playing field. Don't let them say crap is what he wants. Whatever. Leonard Pitts, a column on the religious right in the Seattle Times. I thought Leonard Pitts wrote in the Herald. I don't know. Well, must have a syndicated column, but this is in the Seattle Times. That's shocking to you? Oh, in fact, he is. He's a columnist for the Herald. His column appears Sundays in the uh, in the Sun. I don't understand what that means. In what Sun? Well, I forget about it. Seattle Step, Times. Stepson. No, Ms. Reddick. God doesn't sanction your homophobia. Is the title of this column? An open letter to Donna Reddick by Leon Pitts Jr. I'm writing this for Desiree. She's a student at Miami Sunset Senior High, where you teach business technology. A few days ago, she sent me an email recounting an incident that recently happened on campus. It seems that on three successive days, the morning announcements, which are televised throughout the school, featured student-produced segments on the subject of gay rights. On the first day came comments from students who took the pro-position. On the second day came remarks from a counselor who spoke of the need for students to respect one another. On the third day came you. Remember that song, And Then Came You. Right. Dion Warwick? And the Spinners. Spinners. Spinners and Dion Warwick. And Then Came You. 
You and a few students, actually. One told classmates homosexuality was unacceptable in the eyesight of God. Another said gays were unrighteous. The coup de grado was you invoking Sodom and Gomorrah and telling students that homosexuality was wrong according to the Bible because God ordered humanity to multiply, which gay couples cannot do. Desiree was, to put it mildly, <clears throat> upset. Oh, there, there it is. Can't believe it. That's a good song. Yes. Desiree was, to put it mildly, upset. In the email, she accused you of bigotry and wondered how a gay student could ever again feel assured of fair treatment in New York class. I tend to agree. She also suggested that you cross the line between church and state, an accusation about which I'm more conflicted. I'm not. It seems to me that there's a difference between proselytizing for religion and explaining how one's faith has influenced one's opinion. You're entitled to think what you think, no matter how stupid it might be. But I'll leave those questions for others to parse. My biggest frustration lies elsewhere. Put simply, I've headed up to here, up to here, like Brian Cox, right. with the moral hypocrisy and intellectual constipation of Bible literalists. The moral hypocrisy and intellectual constipation of Bible literalists. The God Squad. By which I mean people like you, who dress their homophobia up in Scripture, insisting with sanctimonious sincerity that it's not homophobia at all, but just a pious determination to live according to what the Bible says. And never mind that the Bible also says it's disgraceful for a woman to speak out in church and that if she has any questions, she should wait till she gets home and ask her husband. Never mind that the Bible says the penalty for going to work on Sunday is death. Never mind that the Bible says the man who rapes a virgin should buy her from her father and marry her. I'm going to speculate that you don't observe or support those commands, which says to me that yours is a literalism of convenience, a literalism that is literal only so long as it allows you to condemn what you'd be condemning anyway and takes no skin off your personal backside, ass. As such, your claim that God sanctions your homophobia is the moral equivalent of Flip Wilson's old claim that the devil made him do it. You resemble many of your and my co-religionists whose faith so often expresses itself in an obsessive focus on one or two hot-button issues, and seemingly nowhere else. They're so panicked at the thought that somebody might accidentally treat gay people like people. They run around like chicken little screaming, The homosexuals is coming! The homosexuals is coming! Meanwhile, people are ignorant in Appalachia, strung out in Miami, starving in Niger, sex slaves in India, mass murdered in Darfur. Where's the Christian outrage about that? About all of these things. Just once... I'd like to read a headline that said a Christian group was boycotting to feed the hungry, or marching to house the homeless, or pushing Congress to fire the poor with health care worthy of the name. Instead, they fixate on keeping the gays in their place, which makes me question their priorities and their compassion and their faith. If you love me, feed my sheep. For the record, Ms. Reddick, the Bible says that, too. Good work. And, of course, you know where their sheep were. They were up there in uh, broke-ass broke mountain. Uh, that's right. The See? Whole feed the sheep. That's what those guys were doing up there. They weren't doing a hanky-spanky. They were feeding the sheep. They were herding them and feeding them. Them sheep. Bad movie. Oh, God. Please see Crash. Do not uh -huh. see. I don't care how many fags give you a song to dance about broke-ass mounting. It's bad, man. It's lame. I'd rather, wa I'd rather watch Birth and God Send both again five times than watch uh, broke-ass mounting. And I still got that CD in the other room. And I, uh, the other hour of it, you watch it. I won't. Oh, no, thank you. 909 votes. See, piece of cake for that thousand. No problem. In fact, we're going to get to 1000 today before 2 o'clock on the dollar side for the Band of Pet Rescue, aren't we? Easy. No? I don't hear Josh. He's on, on the phone. Bugs. I said we're going to get to 1000 votes and $1,000 by 2 o'clock. I sure hope so. And Josh, because to show you a kind of good guy he is, he said that whatever the shortfall is, he'll make up the difference. That's right. He's got it right there. I'll be right okay with that if you send another check. He'll write a check. It won't be any good, but he'll write a check. I can't tell you where he's going to write it. Rectum. 909 votes. Will you go to any Marlins games this season? What do you say? Come on, let's have some Marlin talk. We love the Marlins. They suck. 
They used to be good when they had some guys that everybody knew who they were. I bet you Josh don't even know half the players on the team anymore. And you worked there for like how many years? I did the games for four years. Four long, excruciating years, and now he would know those guys from uh, Moshi Pupik, even on Purim. I wonder if they're going to be selling homotoxin at the ball game. Where is that game? Are they playing today somewhere, the Marlins? They must be. They don't, don't they in the Grapefruit League? They play just about every day. Oh, they they do, but I don't I don't think they have a game today. Well, let's let's make one up. It's already twelve fifty three. We're three minutes past okay. Marlins on deck. You're let's right. Go. Here it comes. <laughs> oh. Man, do we love those Marlins? There it goes. Let's bring Joe Angel back. Come on, you're not going to have that Dave Van Boring on again. My God, they got like a minor little league team now, little league announcer. They got that Foxy Roxy guy, and he's he's okay. And then the guy on TV. Oh, now now he's starting. To, you know, they say water seeks its own level. Now that guy, now he's starting to find his level, like American Legion or Little League Baseball. What's his name again? The guy on TV, Rich Waltz. Rich Waltz, Waltzk. You know what he's best known for? Rich Waltzk. The Waltz. No. He's best known for that famous line in the movie. Well, let me tell you something, my crowd, Mick friend. And finding that horse's head in his bed, Jack Waltz. 913 votes. Would you go to any Marlin game this season? Maybe a couple, 236. Maybe, baby. Probably not. I'll pack him a sandwich. Move already, 211. Pack him all sandwiches. Macaroni and cheese, too. No, they screwed the fans again, 205. By the way, I forgot it's uh, Lent, isn't it? Lent? Because my anniversary was on Ash Wednesday, and it must be Lent. Must be. Yeah, if it's when isn't that what uh, Tim Russert says? If it's Ash Wednesday, it must be a meet the press? I'll go ask a cat licker. He's a good cat licker, Tim Russert. Sell out. They screw the fans again, 205. I hate baseball, won't, won't go 132. Yes, I'll go to several games, 65. I hate this poll, 49. Season ticket holders stuck on 15. 15 out of 913 votes. 1.6% of this audience, season ticket holders for the... I bet you we got more uh, Panther season ticket holders than uh, the, the... And, of course, there's almost none of those. What do you think? Uh-huh. Let's count them. No, seriously, maybe we'll do a pre-poll tomorrow before the regular poll. We haven't done one of those in a long time. Right. So, you know, just a quickie. Find out how many Heat season ticket holders we got, how many Dolphin, which, of course, it's, it's a loaded deck because the Dolphins have got like 80,000 seats to fill or 75, whatever it is. Right. So it's, uh, you know, plus, plus they actually have several thousand season ticket holders. Maybe we should leave them out, huh? Now I'm going to put it on there. I think that's an excellent idea. Find out how many Panther season ticket orders we have and how many Marlins season, which so far it's only 15. 15, my God, they could all sit right behind the plate with their great view of the action only blocked by Barry Bonds' ass. I bet you Bobby Bonds is rolling over his grave now. You know, maybe that's why he croaked Bobby Bonds. That was a classy guy, you know? Wouldn't he be ashamed and embarrassed? Silence. See, you, know, you, wanna, you don't want to fess up, man. Who? You worship a slime ball, bad guy. I don't worship him. I, I, you worship him. You're obsessed with Barry Bonds, man. He's the greatest player ever. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Greatest player ever. He was no Jim Bridewiezer. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I be do. 
That's what he did. Do. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he be do. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I be do. That's what he does. He puts the ball in the basket. That's what he does. He puts the ball in the basket. That's what he does. He puts the ball in the basket. That's just what he does. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I be do. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. The situation is put the ball in the basket. He uh, puts the ball in the basket for the organization. That's my take on uh, what he do. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I be do. That what he do. He puts the ball in the basket. That what he do. He put the ball in the basket. He gives a hundred ten percent to put the ball in the basket. And that's what he be do. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. What I do. It's uh, 101 or QAM. We got Boa too, baby. Boa in the uh, two to four slot. The old Mo slot. UK troops coming home, and it's according to Sky News. You ever watch Rupert Murdoch's Sky News? Of course not. <laughs> no, I haven't. Good. A tenth of Britain's troops in Iraq will be coming home in May. Defense Secretary John Reed has told MPs troop numbers will be reduced by 804 provinces in the south of Iraq. The cuts come because of improvements in Iraqi security forces, it says. <laughs> oh, yeah, because things are going so well. The Iraqi troops are doing more things for themselves, he told Sky News, even bathing maybe. The cut is a significant step on the way to troop pullout, he added. But Mr. Reed stressed Iraq was not ready yet to take control of its own security. That will be assessed soon province by province, he said. Scottish National Party defense spokesman Ang Anus, Angus Robertson welcomed the move. Hopefully it's the beginning of a significant military pullout from Iraq, he said. We can only hope and pray for everybody. Get the hell out. They want to kill each other, let them have a good time. Paul Krugman writes about honest. I have been just, you know something, i got pepperoni juice dribbling down the side of my chin. I'm serious, because I've been just salivating waiting to read this by Paul Krugman, the rights man in the New York Times today. It's time for some straight talk about John McCain. See, a lot of you people out there think John McCain is something that he's not, like a moderate crap like that, just because he's got that uh, tumor on his cheek or whatever he's got, forget about it. It's time for some straight talk about John McCain, writes Paul Krugman. He isn't a moderate. He's much less of a maverick than you'd think. And he isn't the straight talker he claims to be. Mr. McCain's reputation as a moderate may be based on his former opposition to the Bush tax cuts. In 2001, he declared, I cannot in good conscience support a tax cut in which so many of us of the benefits go to the most fortunate among us. But now, at a time of huge budget deficits and expensive war, when the case against tax cuts for the rich is even stronger, Mr. McCain is happy to shower benefits on the most fortunate. He recently voted to extend tax cuts on dividends and capital gains, an action that will worsen the budget deficit while mainly benefiting people with very high incomes. When it comes to foreign policy, Mr. McCain was never moderate. During the 2000 campaign, he called for a policy of rogue state rollback, anticipating the Bush doctrine of preemptive war unveiled two years later. Mr. McCain called for a systematic effort to overthrow nasty regimes, even if they posed no imminent threat to the U.S. He singled out Iraq, Libya, and North Korea. Mr. McCain's aggressive views on foreign policy and his expressed willingness, almost eagerness, to commit U.S. ground forces overseas explains why he, not George W. Bush, was the favored candidate of neocon pundits like Bill Kristol of the Weekly Standard, the unctuous William Kristol, should only rot. 
Would Mr. McCain, like Mr. Bush, have found some pretext for invading Iraq? We'll never know. Uh, but Mr. McCain still thinks the war was a good idea, and he rejects any attempt to extricate ourselves from the quagmire. If success requires an increase in American troop levels in 2006, he wrote last year, then we must increase our numbers there. He didn't explain where the overstretched U.S. military is supposed to find these troops. When it comes to social issues, Mr. McCain, who once called Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell agents of intolerance, met with Mr. Falwell late last year. Perhaps as a result, he's now taking positions friendly to the religious right. <clears throat> Most notably, Mr. McCain's spokesperson says that he would have signed South Dakota's extremist new anti-abortion law. He would have signed it. The spokesperson went on to say that the senator would have taken the appropriate steps under state law to ensure that cases of rape and incest were excluded. But that attempted qualification makes no sense. The South Dakota law has produced national shockwaves precisely because it prohibits abortions even for victims of rape or incest. The bottom line is that Mr. McCain isn't a moderate. He's a man of the hard right. How far right? A statistical analysis of Mr. McCain's recent voting record ranks him as the Senate's third most conservative member. What about Mr. McCain's reputation as a maverick? This comes from the fact that every now and then he seems to declare his independence from the Bush administration as he did in pushing through his anti-torture bill. But a funny thing happened on the way to Guantanamo. President Bush, when signing the bill, uh, appended a statement that in effect said he was free to disregard the law whenever he chose. Mr. McCain protested, but there are apparently no hard feelings. At the recent Southern Republican Leadership Conference, he effusively praised Mr. Bush. And I'm sorry to say, this is typical of McCain. Every once in a while, he makes headlines by apparently defying Mr. Bush, but he always returns to the fold, even if the abuses he railed against continue unabated. So here's what you need to know about John McCain. He isn't a straight talker. His flip-flopping on tax cuts, his call to send troops we don't have to Iraq, and his endorsement of the South Dakota anti-abortion legislation, even while claiming he would find a way around that legislation central provision, show he's a politician as slippery and evasive as, well, George W. Bush. He isn't a moderate. Mr. McCain's policy positions and Senate votes don't just place him right at the end of America's political spectrum. They place him in the right wing of the Republican Party. And he isn't a maverick, at least not when it counts. When the cameras are rolling, Mr. McCain can sometimes be seen as striking a brave pose of opposition to the White House. But when it matters, when the Bush administration's ability to do whatever it wants is at stake, Mr. McCain always toes the party line. It's worth recalling that during the 2000 election campaign, George W. Bush was widely portrayed by the news media both as a moderate and as a straight shooter. As Mr. Bush has said, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> Woo! Heavy duty, Paul Krugman, just ripping an ass to John McCain, and deservedly so. What a phony baloney. Haven't I always told you about that jackass? Yes, you did. With that big cheek? Never trust really a guy well. with big cheeks. Now, how are we doing, speaking of big cheeks, out there at our big uh, remotes? Uh, 385. Where did all that come from? Was that a tip? Yeah, a little extra. Well, what is that? Some oh, lady gave me a little extra. It does make for a nice even number, though, 16,200. You should maybe uh, maybe I'm like the way some guy looked charging an extra five bucks. I don't know. Hey. So we got sixteen thousand two hundred, not even four hundred. We're not even going to get to five hundred if you people don't get with it. Here it is again. See this this is what I hate about doing this stuff. It takes up all our valuable time of taking important calls like this one. WQAN. Hey Neil. Yes sir. I found that Shirataki. Where you up, get it? Up here at the Gateway Shopping Center in Fort Lauderdale on Sunrise Boulevard. Wow. Uh, a market there. They had a whole cooler full of it, and it was a buck fifty for eight ounces. And how is it? Well, I haven't tried it yet. I'm on my way home. The only thing that worries me, the directions say drain water and parboil for two to three minutes before use, 
to reduce the authentic aroma of shirataki. Right. So I'm a little curious what it smells like. Well, just wash it off real good. Don't, don't take a whiff. You'll feel a lot better about eating it. But I'll try it. It's, it comes in, in a bag with liquid in it. And, you, and um, I'm going to try it tonight, and I'll call tomorrow and let you know. Let how me know works. tomorrow. Okay, thanks, pal. Okay, good man. luck to you. Okay, I hope you're still alive. Uh, yeah, a lot of things. I mean, you might want to eat it, but don't smell, smell it first. Now, here's the deal. We got two van hits going on today. We can't even get 500 bucks out of you uh, cheap bastards. What, what's wrong with you people anyway, huh? Yeah, you really want to just push one of them. One of them's doing uh, pretty good. The other? Is, is that the one at Sunoco? This, well, Miguel, yeah, Sunrise. Oh. You tell me, how, how much we got at the other one? $40. I think you're full of shirataki. How do you like that? Hey, man, I speak to you. Take some of them letters in there. Well, no, I can't blame you for it. Get out to that grand opening. 962 votes on the poll, though, my God. We'll have over a 1,000 by the bottom of the hour. How do you like that? Oh. I'd much rather be raising the money out there than worry about these silly number of votes. What the hell difference is it, Anyway, uh, so I don't even mention the other ones. Is that what you're saying? Why waste my time? No, he, he, no, no, I want you to push that one. Push, the other one's harder. doing all the work here. Oh. Grand opening of Advanced Auto Parts now until 2 o'clock at 3600 Northwest 25th Avenue in Miami. Register while you're there to win a $1,000 Advanced Auto Parts shopping spree. Go by and see, uh, what's his name is out there? Roly. Rolly fingers with that big handlebar mustache. Go out there and finger Rolly. And van number two, corner of Power Line and Sunrise between US 1 and I 95 at the Sunoco gas station. Here's Miguel with a QM van. Just pull right on in there and throw a whole bunch of money. Say, give me some of them uh, best of uh, those kitties and T-shirts, 20 bucks a piece to benefit them poor little doggies and even kitty cats. Uh, abandoned pet rescue in Fort Lauderdale. 385 bucks. In an hour and ten minutes. That, that, that's pathetic. That's Even at the garlic festival, I think I did more than that. Well, that was happening. Boy, that was something else. Were you involved in that? That yeah, was a well, Tom, Tommy Denver special, baby. The garlic festival was freezing, man. Freezing cold. Yeah, if I involved, uh, if you mean did I show up, yes. And so did I. Yeah. I regret it to this day. I regret it, Tommy Denver. No wonder you're working over there for a bunch of idiots. I remember the but, chairs were sinking into the muck. Yeah. Out there in the middle of the muck and mire. Boy, we, have we been sent to some really great joints or what? Yeah. I remember one time a fundraiser in the Grove. I can't. It's I, I was just thinking that you plucked it from my brain. It's a restaurant that's no longer around. Right. Not in business anymore. And it was like for a Sunday morning brunch at about like 9.30 or 10 and o'clock on we a Sunday morning. Like a block and I remember away. driving through that part of the Grove. There was nobody awake. There was nobody. It was on a Sunday right. morning. Everybody's out till like 3, 4 in the morning getting plastered and getting laid. And it's 10 o'clock in the morning. There was nobody around. Well, I remember the restaurant was on like a side alley. On the main thoroughfare, it was all yeah. bustling with people having their Sunday brunches in the sidewalk cafes. And we were like in a back alley somewhere, hidden away from the public. And uh, yeah. of course, nobody came by. This is what salespeople do to you. And I can see now that we got that new sales manager, Chris Jones, man, from, uh, where is he from, Hunger, from Tennessee or wherever Raleigh, speaking Raleigh, of Raleigh, North fingers. Carolina. Excuse me. And he's really got these bastards on. on uh, the, only, the only one that's doing anything is uh, Brian Schmutz. He's taking care of business. The rest of the people we don't hear squat. They're, they're busy squatting is what they're doing. Or maybe they're out there busy looking for a new job. Iraq on the brink. Look at that. Speech. As soon as he steps up to the podium, we are going to... Oh, that. oh and here's Kara Phillips again. Licky, 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 licky. Oh, my God. Her tongue has got gangrene. She could, she could chop that baby off and soak it in Listerine, and it still would have gangrene. How do you like that? Kara Phillips. 
her and Dana Bash, put them both on the same, put them on a space shuttle. One that definitely won't get, it'll get off the ground and then come crashing straight back down. God, Dana Bash. I don't, I don't see her no more on Lou Dobbs. Is she on there anymore? I don't know. He, he may have just had her uh, reassigned, like to Dubuque, Iowa, or somewhere. She wasn't on last week. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. see what I'm saying? He might have like said, "Get that, get that shrunken head off of my show already." That uh, Bush suck up off of this show. What a good move that would be. Hey, maybe she could look with Ricky Tiki Sanchez. Twelve minutes afterward, they could all go off with Rita Cosby to find those missing coins. Hey, when it comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks. The latest are so-called sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. They're only warranted in full for two years. They squeak, they pop. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost you an arm and a leg. If you really want a high-quality brand-name mattress that lasts you for years and years, for almost ever, then call my good friends at Dial-A-Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS, like I've been doing for many years myself. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you get no runarounds, none of those showroom shenanigans. No pepperoni juice dripping down your chin. Just factory direct prices on the best brands you know and trust. And when you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you pick from Florida's largest inventory of Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt, all ready for same-day delivery at prices lower than so-called big-name chain stores, even during those supposed big sales. So call for the best deal all the way around, 1-800-MATTRESS, and they'll deliver that bed, the date and time you want, and to our delivery window that you pick out that's convenient for you. All the QAMers, including me, are satisfied customers, and you ought to be, too. Call today, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com. You can be sleeping like a baby as soon as tonight if you make that call right now. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for spandex pants. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Iridians, dumb as dirt. Five, two, five, two, five, two, 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 two,
Okay, good. 118 at 560 WQM. Clinton advisor. Look out. Here comes Al Gore. Oh. Here comes Al. You're not excited about that? Uh. If you saw this photograph of him on the Raw story on this page, he looks so gay. Like an old oh, troll. I thought you were going to say fat. Fat and gay. Like an old troll. I wonder what Tipper would think about this picture. Oh, there's your president. The security of our nation depends on the advance of liberty in other nations. Oh, there you go. When are we going to get some back? Like a completely refurbished pre-owned vehicle, Al Gore seems to be positioning himself to Hillary Clinton's left and greener than John Kerry for a run for the 2000, and maybe he looks a little green in this picture. Maybe he got some bad pepperoni. For the run at the 2008 Democratic nomination for president, in fact, there's a little pepperoni juice dripping down his left side of his chin. His slogan might well read, Re-elect Al Gore, writes former Bill Clinton advisor Dick Morris, who's nothing but a turncoat, in a syndicated column uh, today. Dick Morris. The former vice president's uh, slashing attacks on the administration and his stalwart uh, opposition to the Iraq war, leaving without the complications and uh, complexities that will devil Clinton as she seeks to appeal to the unforgiving left of the Democratic Party. And Gore may be a man whose time has come in this party. It was he who warned of climate change and predicted its consequences. Hurricane Katrina was just a fulfillment of the prophecies Gore wrote about in his late 80s book, Earth in the Balance. He has been an energy conservation nut for years, and his obsessions with alternatives to oil will play better and better as we come to realize how our addictions to oil led us to dependency on the dealers of this particular drug, Iran, the Saudi royal family, and Hugo Chavez. The Saudi royal family, man. Oh, brother. What a bunch. The Democratic base's anger at Gore's defeat in 2000 was assuaged by the worst Kerry defeat of 2004. The idea that he was an incompetent candidate has been replaced in Democratic iconography by the idea that he was cheated out of the presidency, which, of course, he was. The hiatus has healed his reputation within the base much the same way the negative rap on Nixon for losing in 60 was ameliorated by the Goldwater wipeout of 64. History indicates that candidates who won the popular vote for lost in the Electoral College have all come back to win revenge in subsequent elections. All of them. How do you like that? Andrew that? Jackson cheated in 1824, won in 1828. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Grover Cleveland cheated in 1888, triumphed in 1892. Samuel Tilden, who won the popular vote in 1876, never ran again, but he dealt away the White House in a deal for the withdrawal of federal troops from the South, allowing the Ku Klux Klan to take over. And they're still around. They're still, they're still doing their thing, with or without the sheets. So how, did I forget to ask you about that big number? I bet you we got like 600. Uh, no, we got 510. 510. Yeah. Well, that's a little step up, huh? You got to look on the bright side here. You're so, I don't know, you always say it like, what do you want from these bastards? They're not going to give us any money. They're not going to cut loose with any cash. They're busy fixing up their roof and their pool and their patio and their fences and their driveway and their house. Do you have any idea how long it's going to take before uh, people actually get there? And, and, of course, we got hurricane season coming in just a couple of months. Right. In May, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe one November. So you better get with it now. Get everything fixed real fast because, boy, it's a nasty scene. So these people don't have time or money for us. At least that's what they would tell us. Of course, in the meantime, if they got a pool and a patio, how come they can't afford 20 bucks for, for poor abandoned dogs? Oh, uh, I can't fax you anymore. Why not? We can't make any long-distance calls out of the building, and I'm not sure why, but we can't. 
You can't make any long-distance calls out of the building. Of the building. That includes the fax machine. Want to hear the sound it's making? Yeah. It's just doing that fast, busy thing. Oh. Beep, 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 like that. By the way, we have 550. Well, geez. Uh, wow. How about that? I said that with more enthusiasm. That's better. See, if you if you be more enthusiastic right. and says so negatory, these people would all zoom over there to that Sunoco with her. Now, how much of it is coming from that uh, Advanced Auto Parts appearance? The same as I said last time. 40? That's right. 40? About 30, man. No, 40. See, you're, you're just embarrassing me with that. Is that the last one of those deals? Because you, you can tell the lovely Miguel, I'm not, I'm not doing those no more. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I will not do that on the air. Okay, I don't know. I'm just not, not going to do it. It's embarrassing. Oh, it's humiliating. Okay, it's it's embarrassing enough to work on his radio station, except on payday. But I mean, God, forty bucks. Now, where the hell is that? Northwest Twenty Fifth Avenue in Miami. Do we have any audience over in that area? No, of course not. Like, like last week, he gave me one on Flagler Street for Christ's sake, on Cayocho. Uh huh. And how did yeah, we do I, there? I gave you one. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say it to you. You're taking oh, okay. it personal now. Okay. You see, everything is personal. Talk about paranoid uptight. 988 votes, though, on the poll. And Bush is still... After the bombing, most Iraqis saw what the perpetuators of this attack were doing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There's no hope. Anyway, what were you just saying about the, you're not going to do that to me anymore, Miguel? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to whoever, whoever is involved in setting up all these scams. Using and abusing me. I'm just not going to do that no more. If you want to set up one that's, uh, you know, that's either got a possibility of somebody showing up and get some money for us there, that's fine. If you want, you know, in fact, do those during the sports shows. It's got nothing to do with me. They're not, they have nothing to do with this show. Am I right about that? I'm sure of that. Right. So what the hell do they keep doing this to me for? Do it between two and four with Bo. Bo will get a lot of people out there. He'll threaten to kick their ass. He'll threaten to step on them. They'll show up out there. That's his crowd anyway there in, uh, the 25th Avenue, Miami. I don't even know where the hell that is. Over yonder. It's out west. West of where you are. Yeah. You're on Northwest 7th Avenue, so it's 18 blocks west of there. Well, jeez, right. God. Are you, are you out of your mind? You crazy or what? Anyway, the other one is that this is where we want you to go, okay? I, I can't even... Anyway, I'm not going to say anything. Corner of Powerline and Sunrise, that's where the Sunoco gas station is between US-195. You'll see the queue in If you want to help us out, fine. If not, that's okay. We understand. You're cheap. You don't care about the dogs. Don't care about me. Don't care about this show. Don't care about George, Josh, anybody. Don't care about poor Duff. The puppies. Little puppies, little kitty cats. We had birds, the ones that are probably transmitting that flu. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, hi. I just came back. This is a PR for you, a little uh, promotion over there. This is a fabulous tape I just picked up over here, and I'm really happy with it. Yeah, okay. WQAM. Nobody there. Wow. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I think anybody who spent five years in a prisoner of war camp has no grounds being a president. In fact, I think the next time he comes to Florida, we should Baker Act. What do you think? Okay, sounds good to me. John McCain is a real pain, okay? I think, I think maybe he spent too much time in there. I think this guy's got a good point. It certainly affected the side of his head. Of course, that's that 
Yeah, I shouldn't make fun of that. The fact that he had a t- 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 tumor on his cheek or whatever that is. What about well, it? He is a pain in the ass, I'll tell you that. Hey, Dan. 992 votes. By the time we come back from the break, we'll have over 600 bucks raised for abandoned pet rescue today, and we'll have over 1,000 votes on the pool. What's not to like? I think we can go home at that point, don't you? Mission, right. as somebody I know would say, mission accomplished. I'll tell you, when you're shopping for shoes where you can accomplish that mission real, real easily, and that's at Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. For the most comfortable fit in your favorite style of shoes, Brandy's is the place, baby. They carry a humongous, unmaxable selection of all the top brands in the shoe business. Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, SAS, New Balance, What's Not to Like. And at Brandy's, you can be damn sure you'll always get a perfect, customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe. As for Arnie, he'll take good care of you and your tootsies. The pros at Brandy's even specialize in wide widths as well for those of you with big, fat, embarrassing feet. So Brandy's is worth your trip from just about any place in town. Don't forget, it's unbeatable. Comfort, style, fit, value, and selection. Think Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway, Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open every day of the week, uh, Monday through Saturday till 9, and every Sunday till 5. And every week they got a special for it to save even more cash. This week, it's a great time to buy floor shimes at Brandy's. Get a free belt factored over 25 bucks when you buy a pair of four-shine shoes and some great savings on ladies' shoes as well. So be sure to get your butt into the store this week at Brandy's or do your shoe shopping on the prestigious website, brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. From the creators of The Apprentice. Who do you think should get fired? It's Hillbilly Apprentice. We could save lots of money. Our whole family could share one toothbrush. And we could sell the rest on eBay. Heck, all 12 of us only got nine teeth, and you don't need teeth to chew tobacco. I just swallow it whole. We could sell Grandma's liver. I can't live without my liver. Shut up, Grandma. He's got two of them. We could sell Grandma's tumor. I can't live without my tumor. Hillbilly Apprentice. I can make money by selling my underwear. Hey, that's nothing like it. I think that we can raise a lot of money for abandoned pet rescue by just having... Uh, oops, like somebody. Maybe Josh can do it. Sneak around a building when nobody... You know, like late at night. And steal a bunch of stuff. A lot of, like a lot of the old memorabilia and stuff. And uh, we'll sell it on eBay. All right, I'll what work on think? that. I'll work on okay. that. Okay. 1,003 votes on the pool. We got that mission uh, taken care of. Oh! Mission accomplished there, much better than the one that uh, your president claims he accomplished. And on the uh, cash raising front, we got 660. Oh, what's wrong? That, that's not so awfully bad. Yeah, too we'll bad. If you'd have pushed it more, we'd have gotten to 1,000. We've got a half hour to go. Let's see, 75 and uh, carry to 1, 4. 16,475 is what I'm looking at right now. And Miguel will wait right till 2 o'clock. At 2, he'll split. At 2, he'll go over to Taco Bell. Hey. Oh, here's the deal. It's a done deal now. Not that it makes any difference. But while CNN is showing you Bush, from the outset, uh, appearance, understood that if they failed, just keep repeating the same old crap over and over and over again. If it didn't work at first, it's still not going to work. To fool me once. That liberal Democrat and potential White House contender Russ Feingold says he proposed censoring President Bush for authorizing domestic eavesdropping and says the White House misled Americans about its legality. The president has broken law and in some way must be held accountable, he told the AP in an interview. Absolutely correct, sir. A censure resolution which simply would school the president has been used just once in U.S. history against Andrew Jackson, 1834. Now, remember what Andrew Jackson was. And John Killer. Remember that? 1814 took a little trip. 
Senate Majority Leader Bill Fist, right-wing fanatic of Tennessee, called the proposal a crazy political move that would weaken the U.S. during wartime. Oh, every, always the same excuse. 9-11 in wartime. The war on terror. The war on terror. The five-page resolution to be introduced today contends that Bush violated law when on his own he set the, up the eavesdropping program within the NSA in the months following 9-11. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. And it goes on. I already told you about that. I thought maybe it was like something new and exciting. Good old Russ Feingold, good Jewish boy from Wisconsin, man. What did you think about that? I think censure is a crock of crap is what it I think. It is. Well, well, you know, impeach is the way to go. Over 120 right. Iraqi and police. Co- yeah. The, 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 we're going to wag our down. finger at him. Oh, ooh, that'll stop him. John Nichols writes, port deal question, what is the White House still hiding? President Bush, after watching his already low approval rating, take a dive because of his mishandling of the issue, wants memories of the controversy about whether the Dubai ports were to run six East Coast ports to fade away fast. Uh-uh. Republicans in Congress, well aware that severe damage has been done to the public impression that their party is serious about national security, want the controversy to go away. See, they're only serious about one thing, and that's how much money they can rape, how much money they can like, squeeze out everybody like a sponge. They're raping and polluting and uh, plunging and whatever, and, and, and whatever. Democrats in Congress, punch drunk from the experience of actually prevailing in a standoff with the White House, appear to be quite willing to pop the champagne corks and declare victory. And a Washington press corps that loves neat little stories with beginnings and ends, even if the end in this case takes the form of clear as mud announcements by the UAE firm that it would shift control of ports of New York and other major cities to a U.S. entity, is more than willing to bend once more to the will of official Washington. But the one member of Congress who just can't quite go with the flow, perhaps because of his past breaks with conventional wisdom that so frequently put him on the right side of history, is not letting go. U.S. Representative Little Dennis Kucinich, the Cleveland Democrat who knows a thing or two about ports from his days as mayor of a big city on Lake Erie in the days when Great Lakes ports were still going strong, is now willing to pretend that all the issues raised by the administration's attempt to sneak through approval of a move that would have shifted operational control of six ports to Dubai Ports World would have been settled. The port deal is not dead, says Kucinich. Much as they would like to, Congress must not allow this administration to sweep this under the rug. Congress must fulfill its constitutional duty and provide aggressive oversight of this ill-advised and misguided deal. Congress must continue to investigate this deal to ensure similar deals, which put the security of our nation at grave risk, cannot happen again. And, of course, the fact to prove that it's not a done deal is the fact Dubai's inviting Oprah to come over and do a bunch of shows over there. Maybe they just like the Oprah show. You think that's what it's all about? Well, who doesn't? Right. Anybody with a brain. Kucinich, the ranking Democratic member of the House Government Reform Subcommittee on National Security, Emerging Threats, and International Relations, has invoked the House's little-used resolution of inquiry procedure in an attempt to force the Bush administration to turn over documents relating to whatever security review was conducted with regard to the port deal. Specifically, Kucinich is demanding that the White House and the Department of Homeland Security turn over to Congress, one, all documents in their possession regarding the December 13, 2005 Coast Guard Intelligence Coordination Center document, materials which could show that the Bush administration had been informed of security concerns regarding the UAE firm, eh? Two, all documents in their possession regarding discussions between the White House and Dubai Ports World relating to the Committee on Foreign Investment Process for approving the acquisition, materials which could show that the administration worked with the UAE to help advance the deal. And three, all documents in their position regarding discussions between the White House and the Carlisle Group between October 1, 2005 and March 2, 2006, materials which could shed light on whether the President's enthusiasm for the port deal might have been stoked by contacts with international business interests with which his father remains closely associated. For your father, for your father. How far will Kucinich get with his demand for documents from the White House that is 
never forthcoming when it comes to cooperating with Congress? That depends in large part on his fellow House Democrats and on those scared House Republicans who were so busy claiming to the cameras that they wanted to get to the bottom of all issues raised by the Port deal. Under House rules, when a member introduces a resolution of inquiry, it must be taken up by an appropriate committee, in this case the House Financial Services Committee, within 14 legislative days. If the committee, which of course has a Republican majority, votes to squelch the resolution, then the White House is off the hook. That's likely to happen unless House Democrats pick up Kucinich's call and make enough noise to keep the issue alive, unless they keep poking Lou Dobbs in the jowls. If Congress ran as it should, this would not be a partisan issue, and past members of this president's part often demanded accountability from the executive branch, but in this almost fully dysfunctional Congress, that should be party, only a United Democratic demand will give Kucinich's important initiative a chance. Unfortunately, House Democrats intended to put the little D in dysfunctional for some time now, so Kucinich again could be left in the unenviable position of having to wait for history to approve him right again. Just like he was about the war and some of these other things. But he's a little short guy with a bad wig and no personality, so what chances he got? And what's up with you know those teeth? Huh? And what's up with those teeth? He's got bad teeth to anabernosis yeah. teeth. Or his feet. You're the one that's always talking about feet. Okay. What, where the hell is that? Uh, oh, I know what I'm looking for. Huh? Where the hell is that thing? About Dennis Kucinich. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. It was worth it. 1,013 votes on the poll. The Marlins, man, now they're going to be blaming me. It's the Humper's fault. It's Neil Rogers' fault. It's George's fault because he don't like sports uh, in the first place. It's Josh Cordes' fault because he ain't working with the team no more. He jumped off the bandwagon. So what do we got? A new number? Is that coming after the break? Uh, that'll be coming after the break. Oh, I can't wait. I'm on pins and needles with the searchers, man. And tomorrow we're going to get an update on the Shirataki. I, I just don't know what's going on here. The last, uh, you know, we had that big blast. Although, to be honest with you, it was no big deal. You know, the 30th anniversary. Right. I don't know what I was expecting. You know, I, I expected a little something, you know. There it is. Needles and pins by the searchers. About 63-ish, I would say. 64. 63? 64. Well, I was close. I was right on it. Very close. Mm-hmm. I covered my ass. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but it's, uh, you know, I think South Florida, they, where, where, where was the love? We need Mo to come back. Where was the love? You know, it just, it just ain't there. They shot their uh, load of love last week, and, uh, or whatever the hell it was, a week ago Wednesday, and that was it. Don't you remember that song yeah. by the Monotones, The Load of Love? It was a bucket load of love. Now, you watch it. You're going to get loaded onto the back of a pickup truck and driven out into the middle of the Everglades, and they're going to be seen no more. And Joyce is going to be Joyce is going to be like uh, driving, and Janet Reno be riding shotgun. By the way, nice job in Waco, Janet. I saw that was also in the biography thing about David Koresh. Now, granted, he was crazier than a bedbug, and so were all of his followers. But that was a beautiful job they done there. Right. The ATF and Janet. Although we will give her high marks for the alien, the way they finally got his ass out of there. Nice going, Janet. You go, boy. <clears throat> in spite of the some of the farbisnum we got in town in Dade County. Oh, little Elianito, come on, you still got Yeah, right. Get out of here. Go get a life. Go play dominoes. Go play some fancy domino records. 20 till 2, <clears throat> QAM. Beach Ford has gone mad, folks. They're crazier than a bedbug, crazier than some of our callers. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed breaking their all-time record last month. So guess what? They're going to do it this month right now. And now extended cab Ford 150s are as low as $249 a month with just $995 down, plus fees with a per credit of 39 monthlies. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be crazier than a bed bug if you don't take advantage of rebates and discounts up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles. 
Now, if you're not in the market yourself for a new car, but know somebody who is, send their ass into Beach Ford because if they take delivery this month, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks for sending them by. That money comes from their advertising budget, so it won't jack up your friend's price. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford's madness in March going on right now. These deals are unbeatable. Extended Cam Ford F-150 is as low as just $249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to $10,000 and $200 in cash just for sending by a friend or just on a stranger on a street corner. Hurry in. Beach Ford is located two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street, West Dixie Highway. Tell Paul that old Neil sent you by. Guarantee you, you will absolutely love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh, Rogers, God. Tonight, let me speak directly to the citizens of our country. America is in decline. Our culture is doomed to unravel, and I will do my part. American families will face a massive tax increase they do not expect and will not welcome. Our nation has only one option, corruption and the drug trade. I urge members of Congress to support staggering tax increases, immense deficits, and defeatism that refuses to acknowledge anything but failure. In the coming year, I will cut ethical corners, and we will never strengthen the ethical standards of Washington. May God bless America. Oh, yeah, he's doing it, baby. Watch his lips, very carefully. 145 at QAM, so anyway, we got 1,025 votes on the poll, and time for that big announcement, big update. Uh, Josh, you're in the room, so, uh, skipping this drum roll lasts for a long time. If Josh is out of the room, he must have had an emergency. <laughs> he can do still too. I don't know. I don't know if he is. Listen, you guys are going to have to, you know, adjust your dietary habits in there a little bit more. <laughs> Between the two of you, man, it's a one and a two. It's like the Lawrence Welk show. A one and a two and a two and a one and back and forth and back and forth. My God. I don't know if that's what he ran out of. It's one thing to be a potty mouth, but it's another thing to be like, what, what do you mean, don't know if that's why he ran out? What would be the other reason? I don't know. An itch. God, you think he's scratching it? I sure hope not. No, Six ninety-five plus forty is seven thirty-five. Okay. Well, so that's not so right. bad. The way this thing started, I thought it was going to be like the end of the world. I mean, it's not great, especially with two we'll locations. But obviously, the first one's a uh, lost cause. Sixteen thousand five fifty. That's not so bad at all. By the end of this week, we'll be like well over twenty thousand. I would think. I would imagine. I would hope. Like hell. And we got a shot. Right. We got a shot at like twenty-one thousand. Right. <laughs> right. Did he come back, or is he still gone? No, he's uh, still gone. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. He I don't either. Like, like a major, like a like a uh, plumbing situation going on. Although generally, when it, when that's the reason that one leaves the room, they leave right as soon as they fire off that that right. element, you know. Well, but, maybe all of a sudden he had like an intestine, like a little uh, something in the, I don't know. Up in the middle yeah. of the uh, 
this great. Was like during the last spot, he just got up and ran out of here. Well, if he got up and ran out, then all of a sudden nature called. Like at a very, I mean, it's not like you can time it. You know how that goes? Yeah, maybe nature crank called. Some that could be it too. Maybe it was uh, Prozac Ron showed up in his uh, pubic. Hi. Yeah. Got George Clooney. Remember we talked about him last week, and I said I don't yeah, know. We a little about him. I like him better now. Although I, he, I, there's something about him that just leaves me. Uh, he's limp. a good guy. He's just kind of a dullard. He writes a column on the Huffington Post. I am a liberal. There I said it. I am a liberal, and I make no apologies for it. Hell, I'm proud of it. Too many people run away from the label. They whisper it like you'd whisper I'm a Nazi, like it's a dirty word. But turn away from saying I'm a liberal, and it's like you're turning away from saying that blacks should be allowed to sit in front of the bus, that women should be able to vote and get paid the same as a man, that McCarthy was wrong, that Vietnam was a mistake. Starting about Joe McCarthy, not Ed. And that Saddam Hussein had no ties to Al-Qaeda and had nothing to do with 9-11. This is an incredibly polarized time. I wonder how that happened. But I find that more and more people are trying to find things that we can agree on. And for me, one of the things we absolutely need to agree on, absolutely. that's it, is the idea that we're allowed to question authority. We have to agree that it's not unpatriotic to hold our leaders accountable to speak out. Did he come back yet or not? No. That's one of the things that drew me to making a film about Murrow. When you hear Murrow say we mustn't confuse dissent with disloyalty and we can't defend freedom at home by deserting it at home, it's like he's commenting on today's headlines. The fear of being criticized. Now, maybe, maybe there was like a, um, a bomb threat or something in there. You just, they left you sitting there, you know? Oh, well, that's to be expected. Yeah. Maybe the building's on fire and you're just sitting there. I could very well the, be. The fear of being criticized can be paralyzing. Just look at the way so many Democrats caved in the run-up to the war. In 2003, a lot of us were saying, where is the link between Saddam and bin Laden? What does Iraq have to do with 9-11? Where is the love? We knew it was bullshit which is why it drives me crazy to hear all these Democrats saying, we were misled. It makes me want to shout, F you, you weren't misled. You're afraid of being called unpatriotic. Bottom line, it's not merely our right to question our government, it's our duty. Whatever the consequences, we can't demand freedom of speech, then turn around and say, but please don't say bad things about us. You've got to be grown up and take your hits. I'm a liberal. Fire away, he says. I'm sure the neocons would love to. So Josh Cordes is AWOL. He's missing. Yes, he is. Uh, in action or... In action. He got up and he ran out. He I mean, got is, up and uh, No announcement. Will he return? Just like Charles Watson. I might have to fire off that next break. You may have to get up and go in the tea room and see if he's okay. He might just have like a... Um, Assuming he's in there. And it, well, where, where else would he be? Who else gets up in the middle of a show and just walks out? Well, him. He does? No, no. Not him. Wow. Other people. Yeah. Maybe he's got a collapse in, in the hallway like Beaner Boy. Maybe he's trying to do like an encore. <laughs> Speaking of uh, George Clooney and movies and liberals and stuff like that, Crash hey, the Red Line. Okay, let, let's get the lowdown on this. <laughs> hey, don't answer that phone. we got more important issues. All of a sudden, he's uh, taking down total numbers. Well, what do you mean he's taking down total numbers? You just gave them to me. We I know. New ones? We have more? We got 735, if you're still alive. That's the latest we got. Now that you're done doing your uno, dos, tres, and cuatro. Yeah, sorry about that. Why? <laughs> it must have, been, must have been just explosive. It's just one of those ones you didn't really want to get up from, you know? Oh. Oh, no. Really? Oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to go into it. Oh, jeez, no. Oh, God. Does he have pepperoni juice dribbling down his chin? Not his chin. Oh, God. Rectum. Pant leg? Well, maybe it looks like you thought it was. Anyway. 
What do we got? We got a we got a number or something? Uh, you said we got seven thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what George told me. Well, what, who are we you had. talking to? Roly called, but you know. Yeah. Why bother Roly? We feel sorry for Roly Poly man. He's out there uh, all by himself. Anyway, this is important stuff. At least to me, anyway. The audience could care less. They're they're waiting to hear Ron call again. Hot off his best picture win for Crash, Paul Haggis is in final negotiations to direct and produce Against All Enemies, a project based on Richard Clark's best-selling memoir, chronicling the Bush administration's handling of terrorist threats. This is going to be great. It's going to be like another Fahrenheit 9-11. Clark, former U.S. terrorism czar, offers the ultimate insider's account of the nation's security apparatus, featuring a cast of power brokers that includes President Bush, Condor Leeser, Donald Rumsfeld, and himself. The book was published by Free Press in March 2004 at number one on the New York Times bestseller list, fueling intense criticism over the administration's security failures and its decision to go to war with Iraq. It is unclear whether Haggis will tackle Columbia Pictures' hot-button political drama next or sandwich in another directing project first. Either way, he will initially supervise scribe James Vanderbilt, who is penning a second draft of Enemies. Haggis is currently writing Death and Dishonor for Warner Brothers Pictures, which he is attached to direct. He's attached to a director, and he's uh, going to direct. In addition to having a Best Picture Oscar for Crash, Haggis also won a statuette for writing the film's original screenplay with Bobby Moresco and Ernie Moresco in Shout, Shout, Knock Yourself Out. His producing credits also include last year's Best Picture and Million Dollar Baby, which he did. Paul Haggis, baby. I had a story that he was like flat broke, but now evidently he's uh, in great yeah, demand. Doing well now. He's doing extremely well. So uh, when we come back after the last break, then we're going to have that final update. I guarantee it will be like $20,000. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And pit God. All right. Have we got that, by the way? I don't want to play it, but we got it. You know we got it. Do we have, like, the original one? Oh, there you go. Well, I tell you. Mitch Ryder. Yes. Uh-oh. You fair
So Bill Clinton had to go through impeachment proceedings because of a Monica and a blue dress and a stain. But in the meantime, we got all these blood stains on this president's hands based on a pile of lies. We got phones being tapped, mail being opened, all of these things. We got phony baloney uh, deals being made with uh, countries that are like uh, flying planes into our buildings and killing our people. But in the meantime, uh, maybe we got to censure him. Yeah, scolding. Right. Give him maybe a spanking. You're bad. 1,046 votes. Will you go to any Marlins games this season? Now, what's the final total, by the way? I'm sorry. Final total, 8.05. Well, that's not bad at all. No. See? From the depths of despair, I'm bitching mm -hmm. and moaning and puking and uh, screaming. That, that's what I do. I get these people off there at 16,620. 8.05. Well, that's what it takes. You know, you that's know how right. these people, you got to just whip them into a frenzy. That's not bad at all. On a Monday... On a Monday right after spring break when people are trying to get their lives back together again? 1,046 votes on the Marlin games. Maybe a couple I'll go to, 261. I'll pack them sandwiches, move already, 242. Bye-bye. No, they screwed the fans again, 232. I hate baseball. No way I'm going, 150. Did you vote for that? Oh, yeah, that's what I voted for. Yes, several. <laughs> several oh, it's George's fault the Marlins are leaving. Yes, several games, 78. I hate this pool, 68. And season ticket holders, take a look at that. Eat your hearts out, David Sampson and Jeffrey Luria. 16 season ticket holders. Bye, bye, bye. 